Welcome back to another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rolski. Across the table, Corey the K on the ones and twos. And to my left, my main man, DG. What's happening? What's up? What's up, Rolski? Hey, Nothing, uh, man. I wanted, I wanted to mention this right off the right off the rip. Rip it. I'm, I listened to the Country Club episode from last week. Yeah. Much, very enjoyable. Missed you, by the way. Yeah, I missed you guys. But um, good episode, by the way. Highly enter, High entertainment value. Good entertainment value. Little rated R. Kept it somewhat clean at some points in time. But that's why it's a Rolski exclusive. That's why it's a Rolski exclusive. Exactly. But I know the kind of the reason why you guys were all together in the first place, the UFC fight. Right. McGregor Poirier. Right. So I was going to, I, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. I mean, how, you know, how into the undercard fights were you getting there? What do you think about the main event? Okay. Reactions, thoughts. So basically, basically, I'm just going to lay out the whole day. Is that all right? Rip it. I packed up. I got the text. I don't know what it was. Wednesday or Thursday. I said, hey, we're doing this, whatever. I said, there's no better place to have a podcast. We're all going to be in the same place, same time. Packed up all the equipment. Took it there. Corey the K showed up. We set it up. We got everything We got everything ready. Kind of hung out for a little bit. Then uh, Uncle Buck, you know, Troy, Hollywood, we all, we all met in the uh, country club there. And we set up, had a great podcast. Afterwards, we went down to a local restaurant, indulged in a few beverages, adult beverages, got some wings, got some appetizers, just hung out for like an hour and a half probably. You know, just having some guy conversations, some boys night, whatever. Saturdays are for the boys. Then we came back to the country club. We threw in a a game of Texas Hold'em. The undercard was on, DG. That's where the undercard came into play. You know, we were playing – cards but how well can you concentrate on the fights while you're playing poker not so much but i mean we we watched it but i can't say that i was you know paying much attention to it right to answer your question but the main event the poker game was over me and Corey with the case split the pot winner winner chicken dinner then we all sat down and got uh amped up for the main event what time did the main event end up coming it on? was like 12 15 Okay. And my next question is, because I was kind of browsing Twitter that night, and it seemed like a lot of people that paid for uh, the pay-per-view were having trouble getting it. ESPN Plus was down for a lot of people, yeah. but for us, smooth. Came through. It went smooth, man. Came to come, Coming through at the Country Club. Exactly. Country Club. Great Wi-Fi. Great Wi-Fi, by the way. Thanks for hosting us. But anyway. Great Wi-Fi, elevators. What more do you want? <laughs> Laffy Taffy. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, uh, to answer your question about the fight, you know, it was pretty even there in the first round. I I, I think McGregor might even got the best of him in the first round because everybody on Twitter, social media was like, McGregor's going to knock this guy out in the second round. Here it comes. It's coming. And then Poirier, he just came out firing. And, I mean, he knocked him out. Surprise. Not, was I surprised? Yeah, I was. But the fighting community, I mean, he, this they said Poirier he's been fighting, I don't know the last he's had several more fights than McGregor in the he's last a few vet. years. Yes, let's just say that he's a vet. So this guy's probably going to get a shot here soon. If he keeps winning, he's going to get a title shot. So good yep. for him. Uh, f- from what I read and saw, 
there was a kick. Poirier kicked McGregor in the calf. Was that second round? And, second, Mc, and, then, and McGregor, after the fight, even said, like, that, yeah, that would, calf kick killed me. He was done. I couldn't even move my he leg. He couldn't move his leg. Dang. Almost broke his damn leg, basically, with one kick. I mean, that's what them guys train to do, man. Sure. Hit the weak spots, and if you take his leg out, he can't throw punches the right way. I mean, he's just weak, and he, could, he, he couldn't move. That's all I mean, he couldn't wrote. defend himself. It was over. Mm. A few jabs, and it was over. So were you guys, like, up, up, standing up, shouting at the TV? I know Hollywood's a big McGregor fan. What was that reaction <sighs> he like? He wasn't very happy. He wasn't very happy about it, but he, he took it all right. I thought he would take it a lot harder, start cussing, maybe throw a few things, punch himself in the forehead. Didn't happen, <laughs> but uh, he took it all right. That's the good. ride home was kind of quiet. Can't believe he got, can't believe he uh, got knocked out. Whatever. We had a little conversation about it, but I mean, McGregor hasn't fought for what over a year or more. So when you get into the ring with someone who's been fighting for the last year several times, training this whole time, I mean, shit happens. And so, and McGregor won the first fight with Poirier, right? Yes. So now there's going to now they got to play the rub, baby. Yeah, they're they're going to do it again. Yep, number three. At your job, you guys are still mandated to wear masks, right? Correct. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. So here's my thing. Do you feel like there are any advantages to wearing masks? You want my opinion personally? Uh, that's why I asked you. No. None? No. That's doesn't, my opinion. Doesn't help you in any way. I mean, it's a handkerchief there if you need it. Sure, you sneeze into it. it yeah. I, I get that. I had I, I ran into a situation at my job yesterday, and I want to kind of get your take on it. And by the way, for those of you out there that just heard me say that, it's no hard feelings there, everybody. The mask believers out there, if you want to wear a mask, and I mean, I wear a mask everywhere I go, but I'm just saying I don't I don't know why I'm wearing it, but it's just because I've, I'm trying to keep everybody around me safe, I guess, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. So, a couple things. Number one, I think... I think the mask is good if you're talking to somebody and it's a boring ass conversation. You don't have to cover your mouth to yawn anymore. Because before, like you had to cover your mouth to yawn because that's a polite thing to do. Now you can yawn all you want. This is a boring ass conversation. It's boring me. I'm going to yawn and I don't have to cover it up. Right. Second thing, it's good for women, especially who have really nice eyes, but that's it. So, you know, if their mouth is like, you know, like a Mongolian wrestler's jockstrap, or if it's like a ten-seven, looks like the teeth look like a ten-seven split down at Shawnee Lanes. That all that all is being covered up. As long as you got the eyeshadow on point, the eyeliner, the mascara, you, you got a you got a chance. Am I wrong about that? Until you get them into a situation where they got to take that mask off. Sure, but we're talking first impressions here. Uh, I guess I could leave it on too. But go ahead. You make First eye impressions, contact, you're right. You make eye contact with the girl that's bagging at Kroger's. Hey, she bats in my lashes. Take her out to eat. Just leave the mask on. By the way, you're not eating. Keep the mask on. I'll eat. I'll drink. You can poke the straw through the side of her mask. Sure. But but anyway, back to my work story. Like, So I'm, I'm standing with a coworker of mine, and he, he and I aren't extremely close. And we're kind of in a – it's kind of like a water cooler type area. So there's people kind of milling in and out. But it's just me and him. You know, we're standing a few feet apart and just talking, and I get the bubble guts, okay? Mm-hmm. And, uh... Um, Been there, done that. I had Chipotle for lunch yesterday. 
I had Go to figure. cauliflower rice. A cheap ass I had, overpriced Mexican. I had, I had extra chicken too. Mm, okay. Yeah, that did it. So waste of money. I feel it coming. And you know, you know that feeling. You feel it coming. I'm standing up. Even. Absolutely. I feel it. I feel it flowing through gotta me. Gotta sit down, gotta cross the legs. And I'm thinking, he and I are kind of separated from the group. You know, we're kind of off in a little corner. And I thought, if I just let it let it loose here, I was gonna say there's nobody else to blame it on. But then it hit me because you know that feeling. You got a big one. You got a big one working its way out. When you hold that thing, it just feels like your soul gets crushed. My plane story to Myrtle Beach. Exactly. It's almost physically painful. It was very painful. It is physically painful. So, and I'm standing there thinking all this, but then I think, well, what the hell? We're both wearing masks. Like, when I wear my mask, I always chew gum. My mask smells like a mask and trident gum. That's all I can smell. I can't smell anything else when I have my mask on. So anyway, I'm hoping against hope that this cat standing next to me is smelling the same thing. So I just let it I just let it go, man. Yeah. And you know that feeling when you fart and you know it's a room clearer, you know? Like when it, you feel it when it comes out. It's bad. Yeah. It's going to be bad. On my end of things here, you're talking to Rolski. Everyone at this table probably knows what mine smell like. So I'm saying about 75% of the farts that come out of my ass are room clears. So I'm right there with you. I know what you're saying. Anyway, this guy and I, we carried on a conversation for 10 more minutes, and he never even batted an eyelash. I don't think. Could you smell it? I couldn't. I couldn't through the mask. Okay, well, that's good. That's what I'm saying. If there's one advantage to be had of the mask wearing, I think that's it. Farting. Let them go in public. Let them go. Don't even worry about it. Don't worry. Why? Why worry? I like it. Just wanted to see what you, how you felt about that, what you thought. No, I like it. Is that all you got? That's all I got on that. <laughs> so let me ask you this. You ever uh, dabbled in a stock market? No. Really? No, I haven't. Have you seen the headlines this week? I follow Barstool. I follow Dave Portnoy. I know he's fired up about it, and I know you're fired up about well, it because I because I, I follow you on Twitter, and well, I know you're fired up. It's about not it. only, it's not only about that. I mean, do you know how the stock market works at all? Kind of, not really. Well, I really didn't either until you know maybe a month or so ago, and I decided, you know what, what's what's wrong with trying to make a little extra money on the side, right? Let's just, let's try to learn the stock market. So before all this even happened, this GameStop, AMC, Nokia, BlackBerry, all this stuff, before this shit even happened, I started dabbling in the stock market. I said, I'm just going to put some money in here and I'm going to put little in at a time and I'm just going to see what I can do. I've been watching YouTube videos. I've been watching, I mean, listening to people on podcasts talk about stocks. I'm just like, what the hell? Let's just do it. Of course, we all got our 401ks that's floating through the stock market and whatever. So anyways, I got this I got this money floating around in the stock market. I'm I'm just like taking some advice from some professionals and whatnot. I'm putting some little money here, little money there. And I get up a little bit and I, I start, you know, gassing myself up a little bit. Okay, you're you're getting ahead of yourself here. 
Let's just slow down. Let's watch what these stocks do. So I go up, you know, you go up so much money and then you see it fall back down in the next hour. That's how the stock market works. I mean, it's pumping up and then it's going down. It's pumping up, it's going down. You're just watching these green and red lines work, work their way throughout the day. So I watched it for a few weeks and, you know, I said, all right, I think I got the hang of this. So I started putting more money into different stocks. So I've got like four or five stocks I bought into and I'm just watching this money lose money. I'm watching myself make money. It just depends on what the stock's doing at that time. So this revolution starts this past week and it's absolutely crazy. I'm sure you've seen it. The GameStop, the GME, the, the ticker GME. Have you heard about it, DG? Okay. So you're going to have to fill me in here. I know what GameStop is. Okay. I know what they are, so like what the physical brick and mortar stores are. They sell video games and all that and shit. And they've, they've got their stock onto the stock market. Okay, They're so, a publicly traded company. So you're saying they just recently became a publicly Wrong. Okay. They always have been. But this is where I'm going to get into this story. See, I didn't know that. So I looked up on Facebook and everybody, you've, you've seen the whole world going crazy about this shit. Yeah. So the easiest way for me to break this down to you is to read this straight off a Facebook post. And it's, it's a, it's a great way to explain to some stock stock market dummies like me and yourself. Okay. So we're, we're not really big into it. We're trying to learn it. Well, at least I am. And you say you don't have much experience. So no, just none. buckle your seatbelt and listen. Okay. All right. I know at least one of my followers doesn't quite understand what is happening in the stock stock market right now, and that's enough to motivate me to explain because this somewhat of a turning point in world history. First, you need to understand what a short is in trading. A short is when you borrow a stock from a broker and sell it immediately at its current price. Then you hope the stock's price falls such that you can buy that stock back at a lower price and return the shares you borrowed to your broker, but keeping the difference. Example, let's say I want to short XYZ, which has a current price of $10. I borrow one share and sell it immediately at $10. I have $10 now, but I owe my broker the one share I borrowed. Then let's say the price of XYZ drops to $7. I now decide to cover, buy it back, my short position, and buy one share at seven and return the one borrowed share to my broker. I made 10 when I sold and only had to pay seven to buy it back lower, so my profit is now $3. Okay, you understand that first part? Yep. So the short is really big in the stock market. That play is really, really big. But now... Let's say that instead of the XYZ price dropping to $7, it goes up to $15. I still need to return the one borrowed share to my broker, except now it's going to cost me a lot more to buy it back. If I buy it back at $15 so I can return the borrowed shares, my losses will be the $5 difference between selling at $10 and rebuying at $15. Since the price can rise indefinitely, my potential losses as a short seller are unlimited. At some point, I have to buy it back to return the shares I borrowed. The more the price rises, the bigger my losses. Now, this is where GameStop comes into play. A few weeks ago, a, Reddit, a Redditor on Wall Street Bets page noticed that a hedge fund had taken a massive amount of short trades against GameStop. They convinced everyone on the thread to join forces and buy as much GameStop 
stock as possible. This made the price rise and the hedge funds short positions started to lose billions and billions of dollars. Their losses even surpassed the $13.1 billion that the hedge fund was worth. Eventually, the hedge fund had to close their short positions and buy all the GameStop stock back at much higher prices, sending the price even higher still. This is called a short squeeze. Now the hedge fund is declaring bankruptcy and the Reddit thread is combining through other hedge funds with massive short exposures so they can short squeeze them into bankruptcy as well. All of Wall Street is saying that the public joining together in this fashion should be illegal, but really, they just lost at their own game to the masses. So, after reading that, DG, do you understand what GameStop did? Yeah. Back in August, here's an example. Back in August, it was a $4 stock. Because if you think about it, GameStop, no one's buying video games from stores anymore. Technology is going so far above that they're downloading from the internet straight onto their xbox like i do everybody does there's no reason to go buy a 65 dollars game in store when you can buy it straight off your tv and download it straight to your tv right that's what everybody's doing so gamestop was going extinct so these billionaires these hedge fund they put shorts on gamestop amc theaters they're about ready to go extinct because of the pandemic. They can't stay open anymore. So they're, they're saying their stock's going to fall. So they put shorts on them. When was the last time you seen somebody using a BlackBerry cell phone? Um, like 10 years ago in college. Exactly. So BlackBerry's about ready to go extinct. They put shorts on them. When was the last time you seen somebody use a Nokia cell phone? Uh, the last <laughs> time I had one, it was my sophomore year of high school. Exactly. That's probably the last time anyone had one. So they're about ready to go extinct. So all these Reddit people got together, and I'm talking on this page right now. I'm part of it. There's like 3.5 million people on this Reddit page, Wall Street Bets. They all got together and threw shit ton of money on these stocks to make the prices shoot up so they could fuck the billionaires on Wall Street, which we did. We achieved that goal. I said, there's no way I'm missing this revolution. So I got in on all them stocks. I threw money at them. I said, I'm, I'm going to be a part of this shit. So it started to happen earlier in the week. And the stocks went like crazy. Back in August, GameStop was $4. Two weeks ago, it was $36, $76. You know what it was this week? It was like $420. Damn. One guy that started this thread. I forget what his name is. It don't matter. He put $50,000 worth of stocks back in August for $4 a share. You can use your math on your cell phone. That's a lot of fucking shares. The guy's got like over $15 million in his bank account right now because he did that. And then you got all these other people. Like say, like last week it was 76 bucks. There's people throwing like 5K at it, 10K at it, and just... 76 shares, I mean, you're you're freaking making a lot of freaking money, man. So this is what everybody got mad about. This is where the tides turned. There's an app called Robinhood. It's like the most, for people like me and you, we would use Robinhood. Like it's a it's a it's just a platform where normal everyday people can trade stocks. It's, absolutely. And it's easy. It's, I mean, it, I got on there. I really didn't know how to use the stock market. And it explained everything. It's just an easy platform to use for newbies. And that's what all these Redditors are. They've seen this happening. We all joined in group and we all downloaded Robinhood. We all threw money at these stocks. Come Thursday, 
when these stocks were so high. Actually, it was Wednesday. Tuesday night, these stocks skyrocketed. Wednesday morning. Was it Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday. They stopped the stock market. These guys from Robinhood came together and said, you cannot buy GameStop. You cannot buy AMC. You cannot buy Blueberry. You cannot buy Nokia. They said, we do not support those stocks anymore. So with all these people that own all these positions, these shares of these uh, multi-million dollar stocks now, that you're making all these all this money, they said, you cannot, you cannot buy anymore. And you know what that does? But they gave you the opportunity to sell it. You cannot buy it, but you can sell it. You know why they want you to sell it? So the stock price goes down and their billionaire hedge fund buddies can get out and save some money. You're not taking away the money from the billionaires anymore. So we're going to say you cannot buy anymore. We're going to make you sell it or we're going to make you hold it. And that stock's going to fall. It's going to fall. And it fell and it fell hard. And there's a lot of fucking working Americans out there that put their hard-earned money into this shit. Just like anybody else would. And they lost all their... I mean, there's people who lost tens of thousands, 15,000, 20,000, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions. Dave Portnoy is down 2.7 million right now because of this shit. And when they see those people starting to do well and their buddies starting to do poorly, basically the commissioner of the league decides to change the rules of the game. Exactly. It's like... And this is coming straight out of Dave Portnoy's mouth. It's it's like it's like in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, fourth and one on the one yard line. They don't get it. It's like the commissioner of the league calls down and says, Nope, you get two more tries to get a touchdown to win the Super Bowl. It's exactly it's the same freaking thing, man. And it's bullshit because, you know, we're all here, we're all working Americans, and we put our money into this and we're up. I mean, we're up big. I mean, I didn't have a lot of money in it, DG. I'm not gonna lie, but at the end of this, I could have made, you know, probably almost 500 bucks, maybe a thousand dollars. But I didn't. I'm down now because of this, and I know there's a lot of other people that are down a lot more than me, and I feel sorry for them. But I mean, it's 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 bullshit, and it's illegal to do. Really, if you think about it, you can't just stop someone from buying a stock because you're getting beat. And here's the reason. Let me break this down for you. The owner, CEO, co-owner of Robinhood. Robinhood is owned by Citadel. Or 60% of Robinhood is owned by Citadel, which is a hedge fund. So they were the ones who short-stocked GameStop. So there's a tie to this whole thing. They own 60% of Robinhood. So they're telling Robinhood, hey, we own you. Do as we say. We're getting our asses kicked over here. You know, we're losing billions of dollars. Our hedge fund is going to go bankrupt if you don't do something about this. So he got a hold of the owner and he's like, hey, you got to stop these stocks. We got to get this stock down so we can get back in the game. Or we're going to be done and you're going to be done. So this guy basically says, okay, fuck the poor. Let's go with the rich. Isn't that how it always goes? Wall Street? They don't care about us. They care about themselves. They want to make billions. And I, um, I just really don't, I mean. It seems like it doesn't really sit too well with you. Would it sit well with you? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's illegal. I, I, yeah, I mean, I feel for you, and I feel for people who had their money in those stocks, and then, you know, the rules got all changed, but I don't have any skin in the game, so it doesn't really hurt me as much, I guess, you know. 
But I, I from a third, like a third party perspective, it's messed up. It does. It's it ain't right, for sure. I mean, it's we're we're bidding on a publicly traded company. They do it every single day in the stock market, and then they just stop it. So us newbies can't make money off the billionaires and we can't make them lose money. They want to make their money. So they make us lose ours. So you know what this guy did to, you know, like make up for it. He's been interviewed on CNN. He's been interviewed on Fox news. I don't know if you've seen any of the interviews. I mean, they've been shared all over Facebook, Twitter, wherever this guy went on there. And these, these like stock gurus off CNN and Fox news are just grilling this guy, like asking him like great questions and he can't answer him. Like, he looks like a total... He got ran through the mud like a $2 whore on CNN. I'm not kidding you, man. He, this guy just... He got ran on. These CNN people, because they know it's wrong. I mean, they know it... You got Democrats and Republicans agreeing with each other for the first time in how many freaking years? Holy hell. I'm just saying they do. I mean, they're agreeing on this. Like, the stock market is effed right now. I mean, it's done. Like, it's done. And this guy, you know what he does for his employees? And his employees are on Twitter saying, this is messed up. We have nothing to do with this. This is all him. He bought him $40 DoorDash gift cards this week. The day after this, he bought all, every employee in the company a $40 DoorDash gift card to make him feel better. <laughs> Seriously? You're a billionaire. How low are you going to go? You're going to buy your employees $40 DoorDash gift card? Bring them Krispy Kreme donuts in the morning? Freaking unbelievable, man. This guy has dug himself a grave so bad. There's no way Robin Hood's going to make it out of this because as soon as I, unfortunately, try to get back to even, I'm out. And I mean, everybody on the Reddit thread, 3.5 million people are saying, I'm never using that app again. They went from a 4.7 star rating on, uh, I think, the iPhone. They went down to like a 2.1 in a day. Everybody's leaving one star ratings. I mean, there's no way this company's ever going to make it out of this. They effed themselves. But you know what the funny thing is? Today... He got a billion dollar billion dollar donation to Robin Hood from an unknown source. Wonder where that came from. The hedge fund that he saved their ass whenever the stocks dropped, they got their money, they got out. Thanks, buddy. Here's a billion dollars to Robin Hood. A donation from a billion dollars came through Friday, today. Now, if that don't scream something's going on, I don't know what does. I've heard that um this dude needs criminal charges pressed against him. I mean, is there it, any it, any the SEC that any water to you? The head of the stock market, New York Stock Exchange, the SEC, is going after him. They said they're for the people. They always have been for the people. They're not with Wall Street. They're, he's under investigation right now. All of them are. Citadel, the people who own half of Robin Hood, which was getting their ass kicked by GameStop. They're under investigation. This guy's under investigation. It wouldn't surprise me if next year at this time he's in jail. Wouldn't surprise me at all. For fraud, he's a slimy, he's greedy. I mean, he took the American people's money. He's a son of a bitch. Fuck him. Sorry for the language, but that's how I feel. He not only took my money, he took 3.5 million people just on this thread. There's more than that he took. I mean, I've got buddies who lost money that were in it way farther than what I was. Way farther. I mean, dropping 500 thousands of dollars on these stocks, and now it's gone. Now they're down $500 or $1,000, whatever. I mean, that's just how I feel. I just had to get that off my chest. You feel better? (sighs) It don't take a genius to figure it out. Do I look like a genius? No, I'm far from it. 
I'm just a ball son of a bitch from town in Frankfurt. You, you I'm not. I'm not very smart. I mean, you know, I got a college a degree. I graduated. The, I graduated yeah. high school, but it don't take a genius to figure out there's some uh, kind of fraud going on here. I mean, you can't just stop someone from buying a stock and making them sell it so the price goes down so you can get your money. I mean, it's just, it's just fraudulent. That's all I got to say. So hell with Robin Hood and then kiss my ass and then kiss everybody else's ass in America right now. So what does this mean about your future in, in the stock market and stock like, trading? Like I said, as soon as I get close to back to even, I'm cashing out of Robin Hood or I'm just going to transfer my stocks to a different exchange that didn't block them. There's different places around. E-Trade. Yeah, all of them. Some of them didn't block it. Others did block it, but there's several others that didn't block any of it that we're going to go to, and Robinhood's going to go under. Like I said, all the newbies like myself and other people around America, they got in because they heard this was going on. They wanted to join. They wanted to try to make some money, honest money, and they got stopped, and they got all their money stolen from them, so we're going to say hell with Robinhood. We're going to put them under. We're going to put the son of a bitch behind bars, and he's going to rot in hell, and hopefully Johnny behind bars gets a hold of him and teaches him a lesson, if you know what I mean. Big Chuck. Big Chuck. In the showers. Don't drop the soap, you <laughs> son of a bitch. We ready to move on? I got to piss. All right, while he's while he's away peeing, I'm going to bring in two special guests that you guys didn't even know was here tonight. Uh, two friends of ours. You know, here in southern Ohio, it's the home of some of the best farming ground in the nation. And that's you can you can fact check me on that because I know that's true. We got two local farmers friends of ours joining us here on the sip and serve podcast for the very first time we got some newbies i told you guys before and i'm going to tell you again 2021 we want new guests on and we got two new ones here tonight so what we're going to do dg's walking back in here dg's with me now we got an interview kind of and then we're also going to kind of flip it into kind of a round table type right dg yeah hey this is going to be a real treat for the listeners all right well i listen I know you mentioned it there. Uh, it was our last episode in 2020, I believe. We got listeners all over the all over the globe. Right, right. Australia, Netherlands, everywhere. Where else? India, India. We Russia, got out of state, <laughs> everywhere. Kazakhstan, everywhere. It don't matter. And you know, we live in the heartland of the Midwest, like you said. Some prime farming ground around here. I don't know if it's quite what what you made it out to be. Well, we're going. We'll find Judging out. Judging by our guest reaction, but okay, it's a real treat because we got two tried and true American farmers here Prime in time. studio tonight. Primetime farmers, and we're going to pick their brains all over the place. So, without further ado, we're going to introduce our first guest. We got LC. What's up, man? How you doing, boys? I'm glad to have you here. You've been. In the studio all night, you heard me go on my rant, and I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to, you know, get going there, but I just felt like I had to do it. You heard I enjoyed you, it. You heard you did you? I enjoyed it. Well, very I'm glad much. you enjoyed it. Uh, we're glad to have you. Thank Appreciate you. you making the trip down Thank to the studio. Uh, you've known us too for a very long time. Very long time. So we're glad to have you. And then the next guest, you guys have heard many stories about this cat. You've heard Big Red. And mentioned in several stories, so uh, without further ado, Big Red, what's happening? What do you say, guys? <laughs> nice Man. to be down here tonight. Good to have you, Big Red. Hey, you know. 
It's it's good it's good for the listeners to finally hear your voice because <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, Roll. Well, it's going to be a good thing after this podcast. They're probably going to fall in love with you. I'm going to have to have you back, both of you. All right, well. So maybe yeah. next time, instead of, you know, we're talking some farming shit today, next time we might just talk all kind of shit. I'm game. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Sounds good to me. See how know. much you pay me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of that, Big Red, uh, we were talking when you first walked in the studio tonight. You forgot your fireball. What the hell? That's like your trademark. Well, you see, I had a little uh, prior engagement there to see today, okay. and uh, didn't didn't make it to the liquor store. Not, Got you so. off track. Yeah, threw me a curveball right. Off, right off the bat. All right. So first things first, we got two American farmers in here, like DG said. Uh, first thing I want to ask you, I heard farming's a nine to five job. So uh, what the hell do you guys do in your off time here? When you get home at five o'clock. What's going on? Well, we come to a podcast studio and hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Florida. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? (laughs) So, uh, no, all bullshit aside, boys, how long you guys been farming? Whole lives, I guess. Yeah, I've I've been around it it my whole life. Grew up in it. But uh, I I got real involved in, uh, I think, 2012 or 13. 2012 or 13. So that would have put you, give or take, 12, 13 years old, right? No, 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 he's no, a little no. older than that. I'm uh, uh, no, there, uh, Rolski. Uh, you might want to fact check your math. There's I a was selling grain out the womb. <laughs> well, I, I feel like that's a lie because as long as I've known you, you've been. I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah I thought, I've been. I've I thought been. you meant. I thought you meant. Two thousand and two, two thousand and three. No, no, no. I, I've that's been around my whole life, meant. but like f- getting in truly involved with it's been probably twelve or thirteen. So you're saying. Big Red, you're saying it kind of became a career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around that go. time. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I miss. I miss. You've uh, always yeah. been helping the farm, but I, you finally yeah, got yeah, exactly. involved. I in misspoke. Yeah. What about you, LC? When you been? Uh, yeah. About. I mean, I've grown up around it my whole life, uh, and then uh, I, well, about 2013, I think, uh, was when I was first sold my first grain in my own name. So. Damn. Okay, boys. So, so we we got a good. Seven, eight years experience here. Yeah, I mean, you know, been around, like you, you said, been around it my whole life, but uh, actually getting to dabble in it and play with it last several years. So. so let's go back. Let's go back to when I was talking. Let's go back to when, you know, I've known Big Red my whole life here, and we've been best friends, you know, ever since I can remember. So, Big Red, back when, when was the first time you actually got to work some farm equipment? I mean, I was always in the uh, gate opening seat for several years there. <laughs> that's a popular one. Yeah, that's where you got to start. But, uh, so what exactly is a gate opening seat? I mean, I mean me and DT, you guys yeah. just like riding throwing bitch. farming jokes yeah. out here that's just whizzing over our heads. Like, yeah, I what mean, the hell's going on? Yeah, How about yeah. riding bits? Yeah, riding bits, basically. How about down to the sip and serve <laughs> podcast terms for yeah. us? Yeah. We had a few, we had some livestock growing up, and uh, gate opening seat, man, you got to. Get your ass out, open the gate, go in, feed the cattle, do whatever. And uh, you, you were just right there, and you, you, you weren't really running nothing yet, but you was, you was around it all the time, you know. And, and you had to, you had to be the gate. You had to ride the gate up in the seat for a while. Okay, same way with you, LC. Yeah, pretty much. You had to, you had to earn your keep. Yeah, exactly. You know, you had to exactly. You had to start low on the totem pole. All right. So, I, I hate, to, I hate to rub. Sorry, but anyway, when. Uh, when was the first time you were able to drive a tractor on your own? I should have asked. 
like you know when you when I think of farming, I'm thinking combines, I'm thinking tractors, I'm thinking <laughs> wagons, I'm thinking that kind of shit. That's the glory jobs. Okay, so <laughs> when did you stuff. when yeah. did you start stuff. the fun stuff? I should say. I was uh, nine years old, actually. Nine was, years old. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were probably riding around on your bicycles on your pegs. Well, <laughs> I was, you're damn right. I mean, we've talked about it. I had my peg bikes. DG had his mountain bike. We were playing churchyard football while you're out there doing some real man shit. I was, uh, for me, it was nine years old. That was my, like, first, like, job that I was, looked forward to. You know what I mean? I was I was running an old four-wheel drive tractor, plowing, plowing. Okay. What, what about you, LC? Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, that, that age is probably a, a good number where you actually understand what's going on a little bit. And, uh, you know, someone tells you what to do and you get going back and forth and someone gives you some instructions and you feel like you're part of the team, I guess you could say. Yeah, I you feel like that. you're big shit. Yeah, you're, you're, nine, you're, ten you're big years shit old when you're riding a tractor. I mean, I mean you, if you're nine years old and I'm dri- and, you know, I'm driving a freaking tractor with a plow behind me doing some man shit with no supervision. Well, I well, mean, I mean that, of course, there's yeah. probably someone watching you, but you're out there on your own. I mean, you're actually steering the wheel and doing doing dirt work. Yep. I mean, you get to that point. I think Chenoweth would probably agree. Uh, if you get to that point of when that person finally leaves you alone lets you do your own thing best feeling that's ever. that's awesome yeah i mean you know you just feel like you're they like, trust you and you know what the hell's going on and they ride around with you in the cab for <laughs> two or three or four and that's rounds. when you're nervous as and hell. that's nervous yeah. as fuck that's, that's <laughs> the worst that's <laughs> the worst situation man <laughs> and are they correcting you oh, oh yeah they're nitpicking every move you make make you mad Oh, uh, when they're nitpicking yeah, at that age, but get the know. hell out <laughs> <laughs> let me do my own thing yeah, but you know you gotta learn all right all right yeah so, <laughs> safe to say, you guys both come from farmer families, then. Yeah, pretty much. And that's is that kind of how you fell into it? Because I mean, I, I know, I know some people who come from farming families, but they don't they don't pursue the farming aspect. They kind of go their own way. Mm-hmm. I agree. Sure. Yep. So I mean, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Yep. So you know, it sounds like you guys kind of been doing this from birth. You know, did did you guys both always? You know, have your mind made up. You're going to farm one day, like that. That's what you were going to be doing. Uh, I mean, for me personally, uh, when I was real little, my family, my own family, had a farm, um, and then uh, when I was about eight years old, we had to sell out. Um, my mother and father was had to sell the farm, and uh, we moved away. And then I fell into, uh, or not fell into, but started working for uh, a guy. A buddy of my dad's and uh, and it's kind of escalated from there i mean i've i've been slowly steadily getting involved more and more and uh you know started farming my own ground like i said in like 2013 i believe and uh not farming a whole lot personally on my own but uh got started and buying a little bit of equipment here and there and you know just plucking away at it so so yeah i mean i i personally right now don't have a family farm i guess you could say like maybe chenoweth does but uh I'm trying to make a run out of it. So, all right. Hell yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, for me, it's uh, maybe a little different. Uh, our family farm has been in since uh, 1799, actually. The home Jeez. farm. So that's uh, been a few days. Dang. Yeah, wow. Yeah, kind of proud of that. And, I would be too. Uh, something to be proud of. Yeah, I mean, sure. uh, that was on my grandmother's side, and then on my grandfather's side, there was another farm that's been in since like 1802 or three, I believe. Whew. So we got we got a little history there, and uh, so it's just kind of one of them things. I grew up around it, and I guess I didn't know no different. And I love love what I do. 
So you gotta have a passion for it. That's for sure. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> not for everybody. It. Yeah. So you're you're keeping it in the family. So how many generations is that, man? I mean, I, th- that, I think I'm five or six. Five or no, six. Don't don't uh, don't we're, fact we're check not, me on that. We're not fact checking. <laughs> do. We don't fact check on this podcast. Facebook will. <laughs> oh, sorry. So <clears throat> let's get in. Let's. So we've found a little b- background out about you guys. So let's get into the let's get into the meats and bones here. So every season when you guys are getting ready to start is number one. You got to buy your seed, I guess. Is that number one on the list, or am I totally wrong? A here? seed guy would probably say yeah, but uh, that's one of the things. Yeah, it's pretty so, important. So, that's... so break me break me down here. So you're coming like we're in the off season right now. We're in uh, Feb- we're getting ready to be in February. So what are we, what are we? It's still the off season. What's your next move? Uh, I mean, you know, generally by um, the end of the year, you'd like to have your seed bought. That's where your best discounts are, stuff like that as well as chemical inputs, all fertilizer, any of that kind of stuff. So generally, I mean, that kind of stuff's all done already. You basically, uh, at, the, at the end of the year previous, you basically got everything planned, bought yeah. out for the next year. Sure. Ready to roll. For the entire next ho- year? Ho- hopefully, yeah. Well, you make a plan, you but usually plan. you end up <laughs> with plan F or G or H or whatever. But there's yeah, there's, always, start uh, there's always that curveball in there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> at least one. <laughs> But yeah, you, you try and make a, you know, you get, you get like say 2020s crops off and then uh, the seed guys and the chemical guys are in the cab of the combine bugging you already for 2021 and you don't even have 2020s crop yeah. off. So knocking uh, on your door. Yeah, oh, yeah. All time. yeah. Uh, but you know, it's kind of, it's, it's one of those things that's, um, it's a necessary evil. I part guess. of it, man. Yeah, it's part yeah, of it. I mean, it's, it's the way it is. So, um, you know, you, you, you gotta deal with that and, uh, it's something we need, so that's the way the agriculture world works. So I got kind of like a top five lit up out here, and I want I want to you know usually we do top fives on here. So my number one was buying seed at the beginning of the year. Yep. Okay. So number two here, um, I might be wrong. We got to get the equipment ready for the following season. For yeah, sure, man, that's definitely definitely one of them. Yep. What else, I mean, what comes after buying the seed, boys? <laughs> oh, man, where do you there's, even start? There's a laundry list, man. It's, it don't quit. It don't quit. It's um, just all in what you're involved in as well. I mean, off season, and I'm sure everybody's different. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, every operation is the same but different. Yeah, we all end up the same result, but yeah. you never know. You know, okay. all, we all take different paths to get there. So, so you got uh, your equipment ready. You guys have been working on it. You know, replacing parts, whatever, and then. Prepping the fields, where's that come? Is that after you take the harvest off, or is that you know a little bit of both? Yeah, you, you little do a little bit of both. Fall. Yeah, we do. If a you little, get a good fall, yeah, you, you know, get a nice you got, fall. You can run some. Yep, depending on your practices. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You got, There's so many variables. You got man. tillage it's practices. Unreal. You got, uh, you know, you can. It's uh, us personally. We're kind of 100 no-till, so therefore we kind of leave the fields alone, um, and let Mother Nature take care of them a little bit through the through the season. Uh, through the off season, and then uh, you know, and then come spring, that's when we we're kind of that's when we gear up, start spreading fertilizer, start uh, you know. So you spread okay. Let's break this down a little bit. And DG, I like the way you're looking at me because we're finding out a lot of shit. <laughs> you, you, I, I, I told I told modeling stuff. Here. I told Big Red off the air tonight before we started. I said, dude, for a for a kid that grew up in a farming town, it's 
it's insane how little I know about. I'm farming. the same way, man. I don't know anything. That's about why farming. we have more. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to go back to you, LC. Here, you yep. said sometimes some people till, some people don't. So yep. what are the benefits from not tilling or tilling? I guess. Uh, you know, there, there again, there's so many different ideas and thoughts on on. Um, uh, we could go so in depth on something like that, but I mean. The bare bones of it, uh, you know, some guys like to till their fields. Therefore, they come around, get drier in the spring, ready to go quicker. Uh, you know, might take a little more money, a little more time to get something like that ready. Uh, us as no-tillers, we kind of leave the ground alone, uh, try and decrease erosion. Uh, and then, but you also got to be a little more patient in the spring because it doesn't dry out as well. So there's, there's. Like we said, there's all kinds of factors that go into that, but um, and it's all kind, it's it's all how you want to base your operation around. Uh, so yeah, I mean, us personally, we're no till. I know, you know, maybe does a little bit of tillage, but so you you might be on the other side of things. Uh, we do what I consider kind of a minimum till in the in the fall. Um, we'll come in and like um, like we'll run our corn still. We'll spread fertilize, and then we'll kind of come in with a light light tillage and work the fertilizer in a little bit in the fall. Um, not saying that's the best, or like I say, it's everybody's opinion. You know what I mean? But it, it works good for us, because um, we exactly. you got to find what works for you. Because yeah. in the spring, for us, we do a lot of uh, custom application for anhydrous, and that's putting uh, nitrogen in the ground. And so we're out all over doing that. So like the fall works best for us for a little bit of tillage work and getting the fertilize on and and uh, doing what we doing your doing what you need to do to get you know. Takes a lot of time. It's so, time, yeah. So dummies like us, the anhydrous, those are the white tanks you guys pull behind, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. All right. See, I'm learning a little something here. Yeah. I know a little <laughs> something. Uh, that boy. Yeah. So the next thing I got here, I think I got these mixed up, but I'm not sure. So after number three, number three was prepping the fields. Number four was planting season. Number, my number five was fur. So do you guys put fert down before planting or after or during? I mean, does it vary? Vary, exactly. I mean, there's, yeah. there's different. Once again. Like, like Chino said, he puts a lot on the fall. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that you get that done in the fall. That's something less you got to do in the spring because they're doing anhydrous. Uh, for us, we're not, we don't run anhydrous. We run something called 28% nitrogen. It's a liquid form versus gas like he's putting on. And uh, so, and we put that on after the crop's planted. So, uh, in the spring, we like to spread our fertilizer in the spring, a little closer to planting time. We plant, uh, you know, as close to spreading the fertilizer as we can. But there again, there's a timing thing, and, and everything's got to, you can't get it all done in 15 minutes. So, yeah. you got to, you it know. It boils down to Mother Nature's the boss. Well, yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> it's, all, it's all subject to weather. Mother yeah, Nature's yeah. the boss, boys. It, it's fall, spring. And she'll put whenever. the dick right in you just as <laughs> yeah. quick as she. And, it, and she don't care if it's wet or dry. No. <laughs> she'll put it in you. <laughs> exactly. No matter what. Oh, boy. <laughs> she, she'll go from plan A to Z <laughs> yeah. real quick. I mean, yeah. it, it, but, you know, that's just what we're dealing with. So Okay. So, we got the fur down. Let's let's put some seed in the ground, boys. Is is planting season your favorite, or would you guys rather harvest? I'm gonna go harvest for me because you're reaping your benefits. Okay, that's that's my thing. Get to yeah. see the fruits of your labor. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, you I know. mean, some years that's pretty fucking disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can I be. Mean, I ain't gonna lie. It can be ugly. It's uh, sometimes you just want to dig a hole and stick your head in it, but. <laughs> 
But springtime, I, I like spring. I like fall. I mean, I probably agree with him. I like fall too because you know you're you're getting to sell your crop and uh, you get a little cash flow. That's what it's all about. So, uh, but springtime is kind of fun. I mean, spring there's I'm different. Putting uh, that putting that seed in the ground, watching it sprout. It's yeah, probably I mean, not cool. It's all. If kinda, I if I was a farmer, I would think putting it in the ground would be like it's exciting. Let's get yeah. this thing started. Yeah, Let's yeah. get going here. But I tell you what, this for me, the springtime is probably the most stressful, only because I, you try and <laughs> you yeah. want to get it done in a timely fashion and. And then here you are if it rain and who knows well, what well, Mother again, Nature Mother throws. Nature, she yeah, I mean, you look like a look like a if you're an idiot. Middle of June, just, still trying to plant corn or something. I mean, it can be very, uh, it can be as stressful stressful as you want it to be. But uh, it can be it can be kind of taunting sometimes. But you know, uh, you, you never fail usually to get a crop some kind of crop planted. So. Yeah. So my top five wasn't bad. I got I guess my number my six man was harvest. So of course we got to take it off. So I guess, you know, buying seed, equipment ready, prepping the fields, planting season for harvest, I wasn't that far off. So no, yeah. you hit the basics. That's, that's right. all there is to farming. That's yeah. it. That's, that's what happens yeah. when your oh, best yeah. friends right, well, we'll see you guys later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this has been fun, guys. So, uh, have us back again next year, would you? <laughs> all right, so, you know, I, I, I'm glad you kind of went into that line of questioning, Rolski, because that kind of gives everybody the big picture. Yeah. I kind of want to nailed down to like the day to day right so that right now we're in the end of january it's considered off season so like i mean what what is your what is your typical day in the off season look like end of january around this time of year uh you get, you get uh, into yeah. a lot of, i mean you're hauling grain you're you're working on equipment that you've got to get ready for next year that you've potentially messed up the year before you know or um we do a lot of fence line work in the wintertime, excavating stuff. Um, uh, a lot of meetings. Yeah, a lot of meetings right. in the wintertime. Um, getting like your Not sort of, since Rona, though. Well, yeah, that's true. That's slowed down. Yeah, Zoom meetings. Right. Yeah. Bunch of bullshit. You're doing, yeah, you guys are doing Zoom meetings just like everybody else, uh, huh? You know, as much as I don't like it, but yeah. 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 You're, uh, I mean, you get, <laughs> we got like, uh, like a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you have to have, be certified or not certified, I guess. You got to have your license for yeah, well, it's, it's certification, it's certification yeah, I sure. guess. Yeah. So you got to pesticide. You know, if you're spreading over 50 acres, I think it's over 50 acres of uh, fertilized, you have to have a license. Yeah, I'm not sure the number, but yeah. It's something yeah. like that. that right. and, 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 and for spraying, spraying and, and yeah. everything. So you got to go and you get recertified for that in the wintertime a lot. And it's just a lot of. Um, Behind closed door shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're they're constantly changing things for yeah. us for regulations and stuff. So we got to go to these meetings, get educated on how to maybe apply this pesticide or uh, or herbicide or uh, or certain fertilizer they want us to do a certain way. Or so it's Even, and then you got to uh, get your name on a ticket and then they give you a card and you're you're certified. But you got to go through some classes. They have uh, meetings at the at the dealers for new equipment coming out and yeah. uh, like a. Like a support, uh, what do you want to call it, Guthrie? Like, yeah, a, I mean, uh, like, a, like for, yeah, I mean, like your John Deere dealerships, they'll have, they'll have like their, a, um, their spring clinics and yeah. stuff like that where they have new equipment or maybe try and help you get help. ready for the following, coming season. Farm and science review. Well, that didn't happen this year. Yeah. That was, that That's why I, I was in Boad class. I went there. Yeah. Time. That was a yeah. fuck off day, wasn't it? Yeah. Got a few, yeah. can, got a few yeah. cans of free chew out of it. Nice to your buddy. We're going to farm side for you, boys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, like, when, 
you know, moving through like February, early March, like when it, when is things really going to start picking up for you guys as far as work you're doing on the farm? Like as far as field work? Yeah. Mother nature. Depends. Well, <laughs> ideally, when would that be? You know, so, middle of March. So for me. Early April. Yeah, I mean, your anhydrous we, stuff. We get in the fields a little earlier for ammonia. Um, we can get in the which know, is anhydrous, anhy- yeah, anhydrous ammonia. It's, it's NH3, white tanks, white tanks. Tanks. Yeah, yeah, white, white tanks, tanks. white tanks, yeah, inhalation <laughs> hazards. Um, we can get in, you know, mid to late March, weather permitting, and start rolling. Uh, but that'll that drags on for Mother Nature, <laughs> Mother Nature, Mother once nature. again, Mother Nature. We, we she's, can go back to her all night. She's a cruel one, yeah. I'm telling you. She can so, be nice, but sometimes, man, yeah, she's she been cruel lately. <laughs> so so speaking of Mother Nature, let's say you guys got your stuff planted. You just got it in the ground. Let's just say it's in there for a month, and it's maybe started to sprout just a little bit. God damn, I'd hope. <laughs> so how long does it sprout in a month? We're in trouble. Fucking redo. <laughs> okay, so, so, okay, so how long does it take I for I want some, that shit up in five days. Five days, okay, yeah. five days. So but say, in, in good ground conditions. Let's just, let's just say it's been a month, and you got a, you got a good plant started. Say a Big ass rainstorm. Say we got like you know four or five days straight of just nice rain, good hard rain, and your fields start to get flooded. I, what happens? I mean, are your are your crops ruined? Or I mean, what happens there? We go to the bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, depends how long that water stays yeah, on. It can be yeah. ugly. It can be. It can be. It won't. Sometimes it don't affect it at all, and sometimes it's devastating. And sometimes I've. I mean, wouldn't just, you agree? Just, oh yeah, just absolutely. being around you all the years, Big Red, uh, replant. Do you sometimes you got to go back in maybe well, and toss a few more in? That's never no fun. <laughs> I know never. it's not fun, but have, you, have, you've have you you've done it probably. Oh yeah, twenty twenty was a yeah. prime example of yeah. a lot of replant around here. I mean, okay, for us personally, I don't know how much you guys are uh, doing, but enough. We did enough. So uh, that's a that's a loss on you, and I mean, right? I mean, big loss, and you got to buy more seed. Maybe or I don't explain it to me. Uh, I mean, for a lot of seed companies anymore, will give you if you get them treated and all this if kind you of stuff. Get, if you, you get, get their uh, if you get their five star seed, they right. got a they got a yeah. program. Okay, work cool. With you. But you're okay. paying. I mean, you're you paying, know, for paying for it. I mean, of course, I know we know farmers got insurance and stuff too. And, and yeah. I, when does I guess does insurance come to play? Like when your stuff's just ruined. Uh, that usually kicks in harvest time. I mean, and, and that's usually you know if you say you don't get that harvest or that crop planted. Um, and then you don't get no yield off of that, obviously. And then that's when you start dealing with insurance okay. people. So okay. yeah, at springtime, exactly. no, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, insurance. It's like it's just like a car a, insurance. You don't want to go out and wreck your car just to get a yeah. insurance claim, right? Uh, it's one of the things you. It's just you can to, be insurance. That's poor. just to get you to next year, right? <laughs> and then another thing is with this rain. You guys say Mother Nature's a bitch, and I've experienced this being around Big Red once again. The other day, we was out there riding side by sides, and you told me uh, we rode by one of your fields, and the from where the field started eroding there, it's, it was the creek was running through there. When it would get high, it would tear out the banks, and mm-hmm. it started getting up close to your field. Like, how often does that stuff happen? Like, your field started eroding away. Depends on where you're at. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you got it's, a creek there, it yeah. can get wild and get you know you got trees that'll fall down the creek and start changing the creek, or you got. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of factors that go into that as well. I mean, it make yeah, you it, it make you want to pull your hair out of all the variables. <laughs> and I'd hate to 
it seems like maybe we're painting a doom and gloom for farming, but I mean, there is that's just things you gotta you deal with. Take I into mean, consideration. Yeah, you know, just, I mean, it's like you know, you go to work every day, you do your job, knock it out. Yeah, you, you knock the ball out of the park. All yeah. right, did a hell of a job. Yeah, but then someone at the end of that line. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know what you're this, saying. This fucks it for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, know you got to start I mean, all over. fucking ruins it. Oh, it happens. It, I know yeah, what you're I mean, saying. We, it can happens. Do, we can do everything right, plan it, get it perfect, 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 yeah. perfect. Yeah. And then, and then, Mother once Nature, again, that, Mother big, Nature. that big rainstorm just ruins it for you. Rainstorm, no rainstorm. Yeah. No rain can win. Big I wind. Right I mean, with corn, wind. yeah. It's, when it's when it's uh, September or something, you don't want to win. Yeah. August, September, whatever. But uh, for me, I, you know, no rain is harder to deal with than too much rain. I True agree with that. Because a drought is is devastating. I mean, but I, you know, uh, too much rain. My, yeah, my, you might uh, have your spots out in the field that might not do very good, but at least you got rain. That's my dad and uncle said never cuss the rain. No, exactly. Never no matter when it is, and but, it's hard to do at times. Yeah. So that's. See, I didn't know that, DG. I didn't either. See, I always thought, you know, the big old ponds out in your cornfield or bean field is terrible. It's not good. It's not good. good. But But you would rather it have a pond out there than nothing. At least it's getting some moisture. Yes. Okay. Around here, I'll tell you, in Ohio and and where we live, uh, you got enough grade and fall and roll that it'll it'll roll off. You know, the water will get off your field eventually. Uh, But, you know, where you're flat, real flat, like northern Ohio and uh, and mainly – you know, northern Ohio say it's just real flat, and the water will just stay there for weeks uh, without getting off the field. So, so was I wrong when I brought you guys in and said Ohio's some of the best farming ground? I could find some better ground. Yeah, there's, there's some better. <laughs> but, I mean, Ohio's not bad. I mean, it's up I, there. I mean, it's home. It, it's called the Corn Belt, but we're, we're kind of armpit or the Corn Belt. <laughs> yeah, we're on the edge. But you we're part of it, damn it. You go to Illinois, Iowa, that's where the good shit is. Okay. All but, right. yeah, I mean, you're, you're you know, it's... Around here, there's just a lot of people. You go out to Illinois, Iowa, there's just, there's no people, or not as many people, and there's big fields, and it's a lot of black ground, which is good high shit. producing. Yes. I mean, just a good big shit. Big yield. Quality, stuff, quality so. soil. So, but that's, we're here, and this is what we got to do. This is home, and it's, it's, it's us. <laughs> hey, I, we I make just, it work. I just, yeah. I always thought Ohio was great farming ground. I mean, I don't know if I'd say great. It's, it's farm ground. It's home. Yeah. All right. It's home. You make it work. That's yep. fair. Yep. So, I mean, it sounds, you know, so far you guys have been talking a lot about planting and harvesting and fertilizing. And, you know, it's very like conversation so far has been very field driven. I mean, can you kind of take us through the livestock side of things? Are you guys into that? What do you raise? You know, can you kind of walk us through that? We personally don't have, we used to have some livestock and we've kind of got, we've kind of got out of that. Um, but Guthrie over there, he's got, he, he's he's more into the livestock than I am. Um, yeah, I mean, good or bad, we're into it a little heavier. Um, we got uh, usually about between 175 to 200 head of, of fat cattle that we raise. Um, and uh, so that that's another thing that, you know, they're living, breathing animals, and they can um, they can be a, a pain, in, you know, from day-to-day activities. Uh, but that is something that is every single day activity yeah livestock is every day so yeah i mean it's something that we you know you got to tend to feed and take care of every day so are those so you're big into the livestock are they eating what are they eating corn uh, grass right right now uh you know in about 
beginning of September, we usually uh, chop corn, which is made into silage. You put into a silo. And then, that, explain to what silage is. It's a high moisture. Yeah, I mean, it's you, you chop it about, uh, you run it through a machine called a chopper, and you chop it up into real fine bits, and, uh, and then store it into something called a silo, which is your upright concrete. Um, Big ass silver things out there. Those are grain bins. Oh, maybe, sorry, shit. See? Yeah. Silos are the big, tall, skinny. They look like concrete. And blue, sometimes blue. Or, that's a harvest store. Harvest store. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Um, so, I'm, so out, I'm out of my farming fence. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> where you been, Clay? It's Goddamn. As, <laughs> it's as deep as you can go. But, but yeah, there, so we chop silage, yeah. chop it up. Put it in a silo. You got to let it let it sit for a little while, um, and then uh, it's it's edible, I guess you could say. And you know, early early winter, late fall, uh, you got to let it sit for a couple weeks, three weeks before it's edible. But it's got to go through a fermenting process, and then uh, and yeah, that's what we're feeding mainly right now, every day, twice a day. Um, okay. You feed that, and and that's pretty much all they're eating. You mix a little, you, you grind feed, put corn into it as well, and. Um, so that's their diet every day. So the spring and summer, are they grass fed then? Well, or, I mean, what I mean, what exactly? You see them out there in the fields. They're they're eating grass, obviously. I mean, yeah, I mean, there again, there's all kinds of different operations. There, uh, the way we do it personally, you you buy them as like your four and five hundred pound calf, bring them into the lot, raise them till they're fat, and when I say fat, I mean ready to eat. Yeah. So, uh, so then we sell them. To a to a packing plant, and then they go and get butchered, and yeah, you know, you eat them. Copy so that. yeah, uh, so that's what our personal operation is. Uh, and some guys have cow calf operations. You have a cow, you have, then you breed them. You have a calf, and then you know you raise them, or you might sell them. I mean, there's there again, it's all kinds of different operations. But the way we do it, we don't have cow calf because we don't really have the pastures to do it. Um, so then that's how we do it. We get to you know April, May, June somewhere in there and they get fat and they get ready to go and ship them to the packing Out plant the door and, yeah yeah so hopefully you make a little money so like with livestock is there like a busy time of year is there a downtime year I, I mean i know there's there's daily maintenance and feeding and you know yeah i mean it's it's kind of it's it's pretty monotonous i guess you could say for some people but uh you know you got your days where you you know you got barns that the calves stay in so you gotta you know they shit so you got to haul that out in your fields. There's certain times you can do that. You can't do it when it's really wet. You can't do it when it's froze. So there's certain times you got to pick to do that. Sometimes the barns get pretty ugly. You got to, you know, I mean, you like to haul them out in early springs the way we like to do it. Um, so, so there's all kinds of that kind of stuff. But as far as every single day, day to day, I mean, it's you keep the calves bedded, keep them good straw in there, and fat and happy, and keep exactly keep meeting because. Uh, that's the main, you know, you want you want them to gain quick so you can get them out of there. So, so I mean, it it sounds like this shit doesn't happen by accident. Whether we're <laughs> whether we're talking about crop or, or livestock, it sounds like there's a shit ton of planning that goes into it. Yeah, that's that's there's a lot of that. Yeah. So like like like, how does that work? I mean, how does that planning take place? You are you sitting in front of a laptop in front of spreadsheets? I mean, like what what's what's that like? What's like the uh, I guess the administrative type of work like? Yeah. Uh, and there again, it, it varies from operation to operation. But, you know, there's a lot of old school guys out there that have nothing to do with the computer, don't want anything to do with it. And, uh, you know, do it all by the by their head. I mean, you know, and 
Uh, us personally, we're kind of involved in a little bit of the electronic side of stuff, as far as the crops and all that kind of stuff, and uh, and Chinaweth is as well, I think. And uh, you know, it's that that there again is as deep as you want to go, as far as the management side of things. I mean, you can. There's a lot of technology out there you can there's, use. Uh, it's 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 not the uh, old guy standing there with a the pitchfork and his bib overall chewing on a piece of straw and his wife beside him no more. <laughs> you, you know, nah. I think a lot of people misconception that or get uh, you know think it's uh, they're just out there feeding and putting putting a piece of seed in the ground and you know you've seen that you've seen that. Uh, that painting? Yeah, that painting. Yeah. It's the old yeah. guy standing with a pitchfork. I know and, exactly and, what you're talking yeah, about. It, it's, it's not that no more. You know, it's. Yeah. Things have changed. So, sure. these these tractors now, they can drive themselves. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, you are. Basically, you can you program correct. your field in there and do all this and that. I mean, that's technology, right, fellas? That's uh, how does that shit work? That's uh, that's a that's opportunity. It's like cruise control. That's an opportunity to drink a beer too. Well, that's that's what we want to get into here. So we got these tractors with this new technology. It's basically got cruise control. And like you guys were talking, um, you guys are in the tech side of things now. So do you just like program that into like an iPad or let me tell me how that works? Uh, you know, there's there's equipment you have to buy for that particular piece of equipment, or there's a there's a, a display they call, and then a, a a GPS receiver that you buy to equip that tractor with, and then uh, you know you you put some different parameters and settings in it, and uh, and of course that all comes with a cost. I mean, it's yeah. not yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know you got to. You can. It's, it's pretty hefty. You can. Uh, fee, you can, you but can get what ten, fifteen thousand in a system pretty quick and pretty tractor. easy. It's pretty, amazing. I mean, yeah, pretty easy. Right. And, and not to mention the cost of the tractor that you and have to have. That, to, and that's bare bones. Right. Oh, stuff. hell, for people like you guys, you farmers, you guys get Jeez. that, Jack, boys. Yeah. <laughs> There's another misconception. Yeah, you yeah. boys got all There's that, Jack, boys. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just messing with you. But, uh, but yeah, they do. They drive themselves, and I tell you what, there's uh, there's no one I've met that's, that, uh, that adopted that. That didn't you know, like and it. didn't like it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's just pretty, like it's pretty fucking slick. So take me through some experiences. So you guys are out there with all this new technology, and you like, do you just kick back with your feet up and read a mag or what? I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're we surfing Facebook, Facebooking, uh, yeah, yeah sure, that's, Instagram. That's a, bad, that's a bad deal. I mean, yeah, <laughs> get that phone out and you do some stuff on there you probably shouldn't be doing. You on the hub? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I wasn't gonna go there, but goddamn. <laughs> I mean, them late nights oh, in the bitches have done them late nights in the combine. You get, <laughs> get a little lonely, DG. What do you think? Oh, I was gonna ask that, man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but uh, but he's not. <laughs> uh, no, but really, what do you do while you're? I mean, this tractor's really its own cruise control. Like sometimes, you know, we're cruising down the highway here. You know, here in Southern Ohio, there's not much traffic. A lot of times on the highways around us here, and we put it on cruise control. Sometimes you get a little bored. <laughs> there's not a lot of scenery out here, so I mean, well, when you go back and forth for eight hours a day, yeah, the that's scenery right. don't that's, change. That's much. what I'm trying to yeah. say. Like, what do you do? Time, yeah. I mean, you got to get bored, boys. I mean, you're watching what you're doing. You know, yeah, it, depends it depends on what you're doing. It depends what you're doing. If you're right. if you're just working a little bit of ground, that's pretty monotonous. Yeah, but if you're cutting beans or something, you got to watch that header. Um, or if you're putting spraying or, or putting on uh, ammonia from for my yeah yeah or you know a lot of things to keep an eye there's, on there's 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 you know there's there's plenty of shit to watch yeah. so, all right I mean, so you know with all this shit you got to keep an eye on you know probably not 
What like what 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 do you got in the in the speakers? Yeah, I mean you listen, you got a playlist on there. You listen to podcasts I got like what everything. What are you, you doing? Yeah. I tell you what, the fucking radio stations get old after a while. <laughs> I bet you got you got you got to surf it. I bet. we got a couple units that uh, that have uh, serious on it, and that was a blessing. The last couple of years, that's kind of nice. high class. To get serious. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no. I listen to him. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, you you can do that Bluetooth stuff. You can you know listen to anything you want. I mean, it, it all depends Fuck on. Fuck, I was listening to the Sip and Surf podcast. That's what I was getting right ready to say. Hellboys, every Thursday you're out in the field, there's a new episode dropping. What the fuck are we listening to anything else for? I got in on auto. Yeah. boy. Now we're talking. No, but seriously, I mean. But you're right, it does. I mean, I generally will agree. It gets boring. Uh, it just depends on the job you're doing. But, uh, you know, I, I, they're going back to planting. I mean, planting to me is kind of fun. I mean, uh, of course, I think he'll agree as well. When, when it's boring, that means everything's working. Yes. So, exactly. you know, uh, you know when yeah. it's when it's, you're in and out of the tractor cab 15 times a day, you're fucking pissed. And you want to motherfuck this thing. <laughs> you just you, you can't get far enough away from this thing, dude. Speaking of that, guys, I've seen I've seen several several Snapchats from Big Red planting season, harvest season, broke down, belt broke again, and I'm that guy. Oh, I'm dude. the friend That'll message him back like, hey, but I know I'm at work. There's no way I'm ever know what I'm doing or helping him. Like, hey, bud, you need me to run down John Deere and get you a QFR Z24. Yeah, go get that on that real quick. Would you go get that for me? Is that part number 3FQ456? I'll grab that for you. You don't know how much sometimes we appreciate that. Oh, dude. But just, yeah, just to get a little laughter into it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I want you to go get the part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, guys. Or, I'm not taking a ride. To ride. Go grab your ass and go home. <laughs> or maybe I could just come over and drop you off a six pack. I, I was just going to say, you bring me a 12 pack. <laughs> fuck a six pack. Goddamn. <laughs> so that's, that's something I was kind of wondering about. Like, how, how much drinking on the job goes on? Uh, for me, none. I, I really no. I when it, when we're operating equipment, equipment that doesn't happen. Uh, I know some guys might do it, but when you're operating in two hundred thousand dollar pieces of equipment oh, yeah. plus, it's one of those things that uh, just doesn't happen. So I sometimes drink, you feel like drinking. I drink a couple. <laughs> I mean, it depends well, on what I'm doing. That, though, yeah, too. You, you know, know, if I'm, I'm sure, if I'm putting yeah. on ammonia or something serious where it's Ammonia is, it's so cold it'll burn you, if you can figure that out. <laughs> no, I'm not a chemist. Well, it's so cold it'll burn you. Yeah. Well, I know, I know it's what nasty you mean. Stuff. It's, yeah. it's about like, like you know, that. remember the paintball guns, the CO2? Yeah. When mm-hmm. we used to play around, that yeah. shit'll burn you too. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of same, careful. Kinda same, same idea. Kind of. Kind of. Probably worse. Yeah. <laughs> way no, worse. I'd say way worse. But I, I don't mess with that. If, I, if I'm just sitting in, if I'm on my own farm, working back and forth. Working some ground. I'll drink a few beers. Hell if yeah. I ain't got nowhere to go that night, well, yeah, I'll be I mean, there all night long. And I, I meant like, you know, when you're when you're cutting beans in the heart of no, October no, and you're, yeah. you know, rain coming kind of thing, yeah. it's it's it can be kind of serious yeah. business. But yeah, if it, the only time I really will drink a few if, if I know like I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm cutting beans, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut another load and I'm gonna park it and I'm 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 already home. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't I don't. Uh, it's, there's too much to go wrong. Yep. Yeah. 
And especially when you get done for that evening, that beer really tastes good. Though. Yeah, that's oh. true. That, that's probably the most rewarding. <laughs> that's honestly. what I was going to ask you guys. You have a few beers after yeah. a long yeah. day. It's you get so in that nice. combine, you climb down, you crack a beer up, and it's like, damn, that tastes good. <laughs> so that's exactly what I was going into. What You guys probably already answered it, but what is the most rewarding beer? Is it... Is it like uh, after you're done playing, after you're done harvesting, after you got all the grain out of your bins? I mean, I mean, what's the most rewarding beer you guys can drink? As all farmers? the above. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd say I'm still going back to that planting thing. When you get everything planted, and you know you got several months to let it go, and yeah, we'll and see you know, then Mother Nature's taking over. Yeah, you yeah. know, you've done your job, and it's kind of up to her from there on. But harvest is a thing that you know. Yeah, you're intense and you want to get it done, but usually the crop's going to stand. It's going to kind of, you know, unless you get some stupid storm to come through. But for me, planting, when you get done planting, it's it's nice because you're always seemed like you're up against, you're, you're on the gun trying to get done. You never know what, what about tomorrow's going to be. Yeah, what yeah, about you, know. you, Eric? What's your favorite? I mean, I have good gut on that. Um, it, uh, I mean, I'm off the grid planting because it's, it's, it's um, you know you've put you've put a lot of <laughs> hard work and time and you money put, into uh, it. a lot of money in the ground that you'll never get back, and right. if it, if it don't grow, right? You know it's it's stupid what seed costs, and if it uh, if it don't if it don't come up, you're you're in trouble. Well, you're com- you're going back your buddy that, on uh, that one. Yeah, we're going back to the what you was talking about earlier <laughs> with your uh, with your uh, GameStop stuff. It's yeah. a gamble. Every day, it's a gamble. Every day, we're gambling with Mother Nature. We're gambling with what we do, so we just don't go to the so basically Las Vegas. The stock market, we talked about a little bit off air here. When I was talking about them stocks earlier, you guys deal with that with the the grain business, right? Sure. Yep. So can you go into that a little bit? Like you were talking, Eric. Like sometimes you go with the semi full, and it can change on your way there. Oh, like up and down. Yeah. Like big money. Yeah, just it just. It, I mean, they. I think the other trade three times a day. Well, well we, we yeah, get they, reports three yeah, times a day. They, they're changing. There's they're they're uh, trading all day. All they day take long, breaks yes. and and they even trade overnight now. But uh, they take weekends off, but and holidays. But but yeah, I mean, they even trade grain overnight now, and so you could wake up in the morning and it, grain it, could it be might, up. You know, you down. might go to bed and it it be. Whatever. And then next morning it might be plus or minus. You gotta pick yeah. your spots. Who knows? Maybe you know. or how you does that you gotta, go? You gamble. Gotta set targets. You know, yep. we'll we'll set targets like say, hey, we'll call our, our uh I guess our local grain buyer. Grain merchant. buyer, yeah. yeah, merchant, whatever. We'll say, Hey, we'll set target for ten thousand bushel at such and such price. And if it hits throughout the day, if it so, just hits for a split second, split you get second, it. it don't have. That's, that's the beauty of it's that. It's basically yeah. like the stock market because you can set prices in the stock mm-hmm. market. Yep. You know when you I mean, it's, buy it's or all, sell. It's, it's a game. I mean, it's yeah, a game. It's basically the same thing, like yep. we were talking earlier. And uh, it's traded on the Chicago Board of Trade, just like your, you know, your New fuels, York stock your oils. Exchange. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all the kind of the same. You know, you got guys buying and selling, and um, so yeah, you you all it, we it, have to go uh, off of is uh, it never the, sleeps, man. It yeah. never sleeps, really. So and you I'm, can drive yourself insane on, on oh, some you, of that. Yeah, you wear yourself out. These day traders, like I said, in the stock market, that's all they do, guys. Oh, they yeah. don't they don't freaking work. They <laughs> trade these stocks all day to <laughs> make a yeah, living. That's yeah, all they that's do. Their, that's, that's all their they do. Yep. So it's basically, you know, they drive themselves insane. 
Say they lost. Yeah. Say they lost twenty five k in one day. What the hell would you feel like? I mean, God dang. It's a bad day. But the next day they could win seventy five. Yeah. Yep. They could yeah. make seventy five. And that can happen in a game. You just never know. Takes takes money, make money. <laughs> Damn right. Takes money, make money. I'm gonna ask you guys. I want you to answer one at a time here. Like, what do you, what what do you enjoy most about farming? What's the best thing about it? I'm gonna say the independence. I mean, like. I'm 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 my own boss. I mean, I farm my dad and uncle, but uh, it's the. Um, I mean, I'm 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 my own boss. I guess make your own schedule. Yeah, yeah. nobody telling you what like to do. Tonight, Rolski said, "Be here by five thirty. and I was here at six. <laughs> Close enough. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, showing up this son of a bitch over here beside me, he's never on time. I mean, that's you know, part of farming, boys. <laughs> it don't matter. He it might be a woman. It don't matter if yeah. we're going out to eat. <laughs> it don't matter if we're going to. Now, here's the thing, though. See, you, you never know with farming. You never know. Yeah, you can set. A, you can set. A, and, and Guth, you can back me up on this. You can set a schedule. But something happens, yeah, it's, and it's, it's, tough it, there's, it's there's always a curveball. Our wives will vouch for oh that. Oh, my God. Uh, I love you, honey. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got a little something exactly. later about the wives, so yeah. we'll just keep that for later. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, a schedule is tough to keep. It is hard. Uh, especially so hard. when you get little ones. it's It gets tougher. Uh, well, and, and, and I feel, I, I don't know how many times, I, I mean, maybe, like you said, you'll touch on that later, but you, you feel bad a lot of times for... For doing what you got to do, but uh, you know it, it is what it is, and I, I think that's your job, man. That's your life. And I think she understands that. Yeah. But uh, it, you know, uh, it, same it, time, it takes a special kind to understand. Oh, a hundred percent. Because you say you'll be home at five, and then and then you're eleven thirty rolls around. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and you're drinking beer with oh, damn, it, you know. damn it, I've been around <laughs> you for long enough, Chenoweth. I know what your time clock looks like. <laughs> you know, I mean, but yeah, it, 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 the schedule thing can get kind of. You know, Bad, you think, well, I'm going to load this truck real quick out of the bins or something. And then something happens to the bin, it won't unload. <laughs> so you got to get in the motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Just never that, ain't, that ain't no fun. Let me just tell you. Oh, I've seen Snapchats that you're not happy going into Jesus a bin. Jesus Christ. Yeah. i tell you, the, the, the one phrase that sticks in my head the most about farming is when you're, whatever you're doing, it don't matter. But uh, it's always something. Always just something. Just because whatever you're doing, it might be as simple as, Turn on the auger and load yeah. the truck. The motherfucking belts don't, yeah. you know, run the belts off, the off or something. It's, something stupid. it's just always something. Fucking rat chewed the wire in half. So but sometimes it works and you go on. But. I got you. So your favorite part, Big Red, is the independence. I, I like the, I like the being your own freedom. boss. And it's it's something new every day, man. Yeah. That's 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 what I. It's not a. It's not a set. See, I think I would enjoy something like that. It's it's not. You know what a, I mean? Like I go to work every day and I know what I'm doing. Yeah, see, yeah, that's, that's sure. It, I mean, you might have a plan. You might have a hell of a plan. Yeah, but that yeah, he just that never, might not. You just never amount know. to shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And you know, um, if you're if you're, you might go to work and say you got a plan, but if your plan goes awry. What do you do? Call a manager, or I mean, maybe you're a manager, whatever. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying. That's you know, I'm there's a there's, there's always a next step. Said, hey, your yeah. next step is your own. Hey boys, this <laughs> you gotta, fucked up. You gotta we, figure something out. Yeah, hey boys, we, this fucked up. We're gonna do about it. Right. I mean, that I, ain't, it, it's and, us to figure it out. And I, I think I'll I'll go with you with on that. That's a that's a um, definitely a perk and, and, and a, a challenge. And I, a de- I, it's a deduct too, though. Yeah. Well, time. you know, <laughs> it is what it is, but it can definitely be a fun challenge as far as that goes too, because I eat. 
I, I like the day-to-day challenges. Uh, you know, yeah, you like those days that you can kind of go fuck off and, and, you know, dick around too, but you like those challenges that you, uh, oh, I'm going to get this and this and this done. Yeah, well, sometimes that don't happen, but See, when you, you still, do get that you done. You still push to do it. Yeah, See, I mean, the, days, the days I have a big schedule planned out, Nothing happens. <laughs> it goes nothing happens. It goes to hell. But the days you the day don't. I was like, oh, I ain't going to get nothing done today. <laughs> Fucking productive as hell. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. God, I like that. That's, that's, I like that. Nice. I got cold beer and it tastes good. Yeah, and then, and, then, and then, yeah, exactly. So what yeah. about you, God? Do you like the freedom as well? Is that your answer, you think? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, I, I guess, referring back to your question, it was it was what exactly? like? Yeah, just uh, like, what do you enjoy most what's about What's the it? most enjoyable? Yeah, I mean... I tell you what, when it's about, uh, when you're sitting down at our Ross County Fair about August 5th or 6th, and you get that half inch or three quarter inch rain. God damn it. That that's, really that's, feels that's nice. That's almost better than a fucking, just, that's almost better than fucking we'll jacking off. We'll go to the wives that message. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost better than fucking whacking one off. Hell Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I mean, as far as the half, when you're half tuned in down there, guys. Yeah, when it's, when it's dry and you, you get that little rain, you know, because, and I guess I'm getting into a little bit of, you know, that time of the year is, Crucial. rain is very important. Crucial. Yeah, so when you get that rain at that time of year is, is I guess, I don't know if it's my favorite time. Make or break, Bubba. Yeah, you know, it is what it is at that point, because like we said, it go back to Mother Nature, but... um but yeah, the freedom is definitely, definitely one of those things that uh, is enjoyable as well. So I like that. So my next question here is uh, about the pests. I want to talk about the pests. So coming with farming, there comes some pests. I want to talk about the deer. I want to talk about the coyotes, and Coons. I want yeah, all of it. I want to talk yeah. about them all. So let's talk coyotes first. I mean, I know several times. I've seen you out in a tractor. You send me Snapchats. Oh, they're thick, dude. Coyotes thick. just running wild, dude. <laughs> so I want to ask you guys, is there ever any point where you guys thought about, like, maybe carrying a rifle and just to have some fun while you're out there? Like, maybe try to shoot one if they're running by your combine or anything? Oh, guys do. I mean, I, I don't. I know they do. Yeah. I know they do. I really personally don't you care that shit? much about you just it. Give a shit? I mean, it is what it is. You got, you yeah. got deer and you got but you know you're then you're dealing with out of season shooting shit but well i'm just talking about coyotes they're all season oh yeah sure them but really around here i mean when i'm harvesting i don't i don't know if you you do but i don't see many coyotes i mean you might see a few i've seen him chase him in the what is that thing what's the big ass thing that's got the wings on for Sprayer? Sprayer. Sprayer. Yeah, I chase him. I know you do. I've seen you chase him. Yeah, I've been full out across the field chasing him. That's probably not the best from a sprayer, but that's what I do. All your crops you're spraying. No, no, no. It's burned out. Okay, all right. right. Fuck no. You're chasing across the goddamn. Whatever. No, but but coyotes, coyotes too. Coyotes don't really hurt our crops much. No. No, I'm just talking about for like the fun and enjoyment in it. Like, Coyotes are all season long. You can See, shoot them anytime uh, you want. Like yeah. I chased some there this fall, and a coyote, couple of coyotes. I was doing a little bit of ripping. Bet you did, didn't catch them. And uh, he almost did that one. To See, that's that where that's seen where video. that auto steer worked pretty nice because I was auto steering and I had probably a twelve pack in me, <laughs> and I saw them and they were around me for two or three rounds and I just took off and went after them. Probably not the best thing for the tractor or the tr- or the, or the ripper, but 
You can get back on your AB line and go. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But it, uh, I, I damn near had him roll. Oh, I seen the video. I, 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 I know you almost. That's, that's when that you need Rolski. came up awful goddamn fast. No, that, that, that's when you need Rolski on the side there with an AR-15 just letting loose. I was loose. running 26 miles across the field. That don't sound fast, but that's fucking rolling. Them coyotes fast. were moving, dude. Yeah, they had, they had, they had the. They were moving that video I seen. Well, their yeah. life flashed before the ride. I'd be yeah. moving too. Yeah. Well, hell yes. Well, that's, that's a that's a pretty fast 26 mile an hour run, boy. Yep. Not one of my prouder moments. So, okay, so coyotes. <laughs> what about the deer? I've heard a lot of farmers, when you guys are doing harvest, these deer like to camp out in the uh, cornfields. Have you guys ever had any experiences with getting a deer caught in your head? Personally, I have not. No, but you've I seen them, right? I've seen pictures and, you know, people doing or you know, it happening. But yeah. If they're that damn dumb and they can't move when that combine's coming through, then yeah. they deserve to die. But they're probably like sick or something too. Sometimes. I mean, yeah, I'd say you're right. Something, about yeah, die. you definitely you're you're shelling through the rows and you yeah you'll see a deer jump up and spook and go on, but um, you know then they're you know then they go off and whatever. But I I usually don't pursue them or nothing. I mean, well, I, I, I'm not saying pursue them, but, but I yeah. know I know that I've I've seen pictures like you said. I've also known a farmer or two around the area that might have got one caught in their their head. I mean, yeah. a nice buck yeah. just done oh, yeah. inside of a corn head. You know, he might have broken legs or something. Yeah. Who knows? You don't but, know. Yeah, they're they're injured. They're laying. Yeah. They're trying I to had, stay in uh, cover. What about you, my, Eric? I personally have not, no. But my uncle up in northern Ohio, he had one actually jump into his head. Jump into it. <laughs> and it oh. just made the wrong move. Yeah, wrong direction, bub. It yeah. was venison then. <laughs> and it, uh, it was a doe. And he called the ODNR out, and they had to put him down. Yeah, it, it, but and it just it just <clears throat> just ate him up. It basically, just ate his legs off of yeah. him. Yeah, basically. Ugh. I mean, that's the worst thing when boring. harvesting, as far as varmints go. And I've uh, when cutting beans, and I don't know if Chino's ever done this before, but I run a skunk through the combine. Really, mm. that fucking shit is nasty. I bet that's stank. <laughs> well, I got shit lingers for an hour in the I cab. bet it does. <laughs> I mean, you're driving down a road. That thing's been dead for two days, and you still smell the son of a bitch. Oh yeah, and you know you're running a fresh one through. So mm-hmm. I have done that before, and it makes you want to puke in the cab because because then it don't go away. I can't it's, say I've done that. Yeah, I have done that because you, it's not it's not one of those things. You know, I mean. Of course, maybe you guys haven't run a combine before, but we're going to save that for later. But yeah. <laughs> we'll touch on that later. But when you're cutting beans, there's a lot of dust, a lot of a lot of material in front of you, so you don't really see everything. But all of a sudden, you get a whiff of a skunk, and you, you mm. might see it on the next round when you're heading back. Now, the other let me way. ask you guys this: talking about getting like animals, like deer, the legs, and the skunks. If you're doing that, does that like get up into your like crops, or does it spit it out? Like, what happens there? It blows. Uh, it, yeah, it, blows. it just blows it straight yeah, out the back, out the like ass, the guts yeah. and the fur and everything's there's, just. There's out the one back. skunk to several thousand bushels, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it blends. It yeah, blends. blended up. Yeah, no, I, I don't think you actually get anything in the in the I grain think it all goes yeah. out the ass. Well, one more thing. One more thing. You guys being farmers. You guys, you guys got ground. You're renting or you own. Um, speaking of the deer, how many deer hunters come up to you guys a year and say, "Hey, uh, anybody hunting this property?" Wears me the fuck out <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it wears me out, man. I mean, they need it needs thinned out. It does. They do. They need thinned out. You got anybody hunting that ground? You got anybody hunting that yeah. ground? Uh huh. Yeah, I yeah. just oh, yeah. even if I got even if I got ten p. Nope, nope, nope. But there again, I mean, I 
I personally don't deer hunt. I yeah. hate it. I don't. I mean, it's not. It's just something I never got into. Mm-hmm. I don't have the patience for it. But uh, as far as deer go, I'd just assume they all be dead. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> Hey there, they you, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with you. But there's a bunch of them out there. Being Too a, many of being them. a being a uh, hunter myself, I don't I don't like going up to like random people and saying, "Hey man, who's hunting that farm?" I don't. I'm not one of them guys. Ever. Yeah, it'll wear you out, dude. <laughs> it will wear you out. But you'd be surprised how many people actually do that. Knock oh, yeah. on doors, make phone calls. I'm here to tell you. So give yeah. me some of your experiences. Like they they just oh, come people up. out of the blue, dude. Come up and say people hey, you don't even know. No. Oh yeah. No. Really. And it's just like no, it's it's hunted already. Yeah. Yeah. That's unbelievable yeah, I mean, that the people that would actually. That's generally your response. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm like Guth. I don't. I don't. I've never got into hunting. Yeah. We need hunters. We need hunters because they, they they need yeah. thinned out. But I've never got into it. Gotcha. I mean, I, I give the hunters props because I don't yeah. have that kind of patience, no. nor do I know the I what got, no, I what goes on in it, but. I don't yeah. have the time to sit there in the woods and freeze my ass off. Yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't sound appealing to me. <laughs> like, Roll, Roll loves it, which yeah. is great. And I'm a skinny little ass, and I get cold. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck you stand it, dude. You must have, like, 20 layers of clothes on. <laughs> oh, trust me, I can't move. I got enough to pull the trigger. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the worst thing about farming? Oof. Mm. Mm. Caught me off guard on that one. Yeah. Um, um, Mother Nature. I, I mean, I was going to say that, but... We've said know, that a lot. Yeah, you know, it, that's just farming. I'm Mother sorry, Nature that's, is, that's, you know, that's just... I mean, Can I try to give my answer, just see if I'm anywhere close, Go DG? Go ahead. Let's hear it. Just the ins and outs, man. Like, uh, equipment breaking down in the middle, like you're out there and you're almost done. And you're like <laughs> trying to go home, and your combine breaks down. You, I mean, and then you gotta you gotta bring someone in to fix it. You gotta take it back and fix it, or you gotta bring your other. If you have another one, some people don't. Some people don't have a backup. Bring the other one down the road. Don't know how far away you are. I mean, maybe the ins and outs, like the do's and don'ts. I don't know. Yeah, I, I got a guess too. I want to throw out there. So like Rolski with you and I's job. Yeah. You know, we work pretty much the same hours every week, week in, week out. Right, right, right. And every two weeks, you get paid bi-weekly? Yeah, every two okay. weeks. Every two weeks, you know that check's coming through, and you know what number's going to be on it, mm-hmm. right? That's a good point. Dude. But, yeah. like, with, with with what Big Red, with Guth, with, with what I hear you guys saying, you guys have probably used the phrase, it depends, more than anything else tonight, <laughs> right? Like, it's so variable, and it depends on so much that, I, you know, I just... I would assume that you don't know what kind of year you're going to have. It just it depends on a whole lot of shit. Am I depends wrong? On a whole lot. There's a lot of variables. Yep. Two, two men, two minutes. But I don't know what you do about that. Yeah, you know a lot about math, right? Yeah, a lot of variables. Yeah, yeah. yeah he uh, used to tutor back in college. Yeah, so <laughs> I did. There's a lot of variables, <laughs> and uh, that, that, you're probably right. That's probably. I mean, I don't consider that the worst part though, because I'm. Uh, I, I guess I don't know any different. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's it, how it's always right. been. You're, it, you're, don't, it don't help. None. Your income varies every year. Yeah. Uh, you, you that's don't what know. Someone, someone says. Uh, you, you don't go, know your yield yeah. and you don't know your price. You go to apply uh, for a loan. So, What's your income? Yeah. I don't Here's know. this big long paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Done, I don't know. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's uh, you know, and like we was talking maybe a little bit earlier off the air as far as the gamble and uh, not knowing exactly what you're going to do it can be a little bit stressful at times but then again you know what 
what part of it can you control as far as the price and the yield even when it comes to Mother Nature? I mean, you can't control hardly any of it except for, you know, after you get your crop planted and the price is going to be what it's going to be. And you got to make that decision when you can contract stuff. And, you know, that can get in depth, too. But it's it's whatever you think it's going to be. And uh, it can be kind of stressful. But there again, you just kind of got to let it go. Yeah, that's kind of roll with it. Yeah, those are a couple of good answers. You know, anybody that listens to this podcast regularly knows I'm a big fan of food. I like food. And so, you know, my my number one priority when I wake up in the morning and I'm getting ready to go to work, I'm, make, I'm making sure I got lunch figured out. I got breakfast taken care of. I eat that at the house before I leave. I, got, I make sure I got lunch figured out. I know where I'm getting my lunch from or I pack it myself. My question to you guys is, like, how's that work for a farmer? You pack in, you pack your lunch. I mean, you you, you are you going to have a, a break to get back to the house? I mean, what what does that look like? It uh, for me, it depends on the season. I mean, what where we're at. If we're in harvest. Uh, or, okay, uh, okay. Let me let me let me clarify. I'm talking about busy busy time. I mean, here. so spring and fall. Yes, planting and harvesting. Uh. Let's talk about lunch. I don't. I don't pack a lunch personally because <laughs> yeah, I would leave it in the fucking truck I drove up in, and it would be nowhere close to me by the time lunch came. So I don't pack a lunch. Sometimes, I mean, if you ever saw me, you wouldn't know I'd missed a meal. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're fat. <laughs> I mean, I. Uh, I so there's some days you don't eat lunch. You know, you just you just roll through it. But there's some days you stop and go get lunch. Um, I don't pack a lunch, like I said, because it would never be, it would never be where I'm at. So I'm going to bring because we because we jump around so yeah, much. I was, going, I was getting ready to say that you guys you guys got different fields, different places. You never know where you're going to be working. There could be a close gas station. Well, and, and, and I said, get I mean, a slice of pizza or a sub, yeah, and there I might mean, not be nowhere close. No, you yeah, I say you might not eat till you get home at night, um, and because. <laughs> I don't know. That's just the way I, I guess this is where I am. I, I leave the damn truck I drove up in, but then I might move 10 miles down the road and, and with it with the piece of equipment, and I might not. The truck's 10 miles back. Gone. Yeah. Right. And, and, or it, I might got dropped off. And so I, I don't pack a lunch. No. Okay. What about you, LC? Yeah. I mean, I'm in the same boat pretty much. Uh, in the fall, um, usually there's only about two of us working steadily. Uh, we'll get. A little bit of fall help, but not much. So, I mean, sometimes in the fall we'll pack a lunch and uh, we'll make it, you know, make it happen. It's, but generally for the most part, we're usually stopping for lunch because uh, our thing is if, you know, yeah, you eat a good breakfast in the morning, uh, get you a pretty good lunch, and then you can kind of roll into the night pretty late, and then whenever you get home, if you eat a supper, you know. Uh, you do. If not, then it's all right. But yeah, I'm in the same boat as Chenna with, uh, you know, you'd never know I'd miss a meal either. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we, we kind of, we kind of make it usually a priority to kind of stop for lunch, take a little break and then it's probably hammer down through the it's afternoon. It's probably a good thing to stop and collect your thoughts and get your, it, don't hurt, it don't hurt nothing. Right. Yeah. Or, so, or sometimes, you know, you might get a guy that, it um he, he has to go get a part in town or something. He might grab a couple right. sandwiches yeah. and bring yeah. back. And that works great. Or something. And, yeah. that, and that's that's 
We're very a fluid in the lunch thing. Usually, yeah, I mean, yeah, it just now at this time of year, of course, yeah, usually go to lunch somewhere or yeah. something. But uh, in the busy time, it's it's nice to like it now, fluctuates now, so much. I will say, uh, last year we did it more last year than we ever have. Uh, if if you don't stop through harvest and keep that combine moving through lunch hour. It's amazing how much productivity goes through the yeah, roof, I mean, boys. <laughs> it's amazing how, you know, you don't think shutting stuff down for an hour or whatever uh, kind of messes things up. But it is it is not. So last year, we probably did it more than ever, packed our lunch and just kept rolling through lunch hour. You know, you ate when you dumped the truck at the bin or uh, or whatever, you know, like you auto tracking in a yeah, machine. Yeah. You can eat lunch pretty easy. So. Yeah. So yeah, we made that happen a lot last year, and that 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 worked to our advantage. You just you know you just yeah you're, you're constantly making keep, uh, keep progress. I can so, see yeah, that. Rolling. I can see that. So branch- but there again, it's it's nice to break up the monotony. Gotcha. So. <clears throat> so branching off the lunch here, I'm gonna go straight into this supper. And I've seen I've been good friends with Chinawith. I've been good friends with his wife. I've seen his wife take some food out to him into the fields, like cook cook a meal or whatever and take it out there. So I want to, I want to bring this in. How did the wives roll into the farm lifestyle as, you know, their husbands are farmers? They're saints. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you've got to be a special woman to be married to a farmer. You are, right? absolutely. You, yes. thousand percent. So can you guys explain that relationship to me? Because, I mean, you guys, (laughs) this time of year, this time of year, they're probably tired of seeing you. Well, <laughs> you're right. you right. They're probably tired yeah. of you this time of year. Yeah, usually home five, six o'clock or yeah. whatever. I mean, come depending spring, on the, right. come fall, they're not going to see you ever because they're going, you know, if they got a job, they're going to be working their day jobs and you guys are going to yep. be in the fields and you guys don't get home till late. I mean, how does that shit work, boys? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's a challenge, man. It's trying it's on them. I know that. I mean, especially... Uh, you know, Chittawith may not be there yet, but bringing that little one into the world. Yeah, I was that, saying, I was saying you're, that, uh, you're a step ahead of me there on that. That changes things even more. So yeah, uh, Not being there to help. Oh, and- man, I, I pride my wife big time on that. So uh, there's nothing like having a, a, a great wife at home. Yeah. Uh, and there's no beating around the bush on that. I mean, there's just to deal with us and our schedule. Yeah. and They got to have a little sense of direction, too. To because he's like, well, I'm back up in the North Forty, um, back past the fucking big thorn tree. <laughs> it, uh, it takes past, a while to learn it. But yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we we just ain't sitting along the road everywhere, you know. So, uh, yeah, they're saints, no doubt <laughs> they're, about they're, that. They're, God uh, bless them. So, how about the meals? Like, I've I've known uh, her friend, my friend, your wife, to come out there and bring you something to eat and maybe even ride along in the tractor with you a hey, few yeah. times, you know? Hey, sometimes they'll bring a spread. Sometimes they'll bring a bologna sandwich. But, but that's it, all you it, want it don't sometimes. Matter, you know? You know? I mean, sometimes just, it don't matter. Just, you're, you're just so thankful for something. It yeah, really you know doesn't I mean? matter. Because even if you get that bologna sandwich, yeah. that's, that's that the shit. energy boost. At that's, that 6 or 7 o'clock thing or whatever, that bologna better sandwich one, better is better awesome. what you going to have. You need that boost from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m., that five-hour spread there. That's going to give you that boost. Oh, it is. It's no doubt. And even, I mean... Even I mean I don't know I've never I've never done it but even that uh, you know them coming out there to visit you and get a good conversation yeah, yeah, going yeah. you know for that last give you that little push for four hours maybe even riding a tractor it, uh, a few laps it, you know it's, it, it does more than you realize yeah, yeah it, it really does, does for sure I mean and even I, I'm guilty of my wife would usually text me or call me every evening you know do you want supper 
And it's one of those things that like, uh, and like I said, Chenoweth may not be there yet, but I got a little one and it's kind of a thing like I'm torn between, yeah, I want my son to come out and ride with me or whatever. But at the same time, I know how much of a pain in the yeah. ass it is yeah. <laughs> to, say, to get a meal ready, yeah. to, to put it in a bag, put it in containers, bring it out to me, you know, deal with him getting in the car, bringing him out. I mean, and you know, he's not, only not wanting to leave. Yeah. So and now, Grant, he usually wants to come ride. But still, it's still a process, and for them to do it, <laughs> I mean, and 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 usually, or not usually, but sometimes I'll just say, you know, no, I'm good, right? Now. I'm yes. good. Don't worry about. It. I'll just get, and and a lot of times she'll throw me something in my office at the shop, and I'll heat it up in the microwave when I get home, ten, eleven o'clock, eat, and then I'll come in. Um, just so not wake nobody. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's kind of my goal. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, and usually I'll get a FaceTime. Good night, Dad, and that that tears me up. But it is, uh, you know, I like getting those. So it's it's uh, nah. you know, it's a it's definitely she's it's a lot of help. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's, I, got you. I don't know how else to put it. So shout out to the wives. I mean, oh, dude, oh, they, yeah, they do. Sure. Yep. they do more than they know, and yep. and and uh, probably not thanked enough. Yeah, honestly, got you. I, <clears throat> how about this one? You know, you guys spend a lot of time in the fields, especially planting, harvesting. And these fields are big. I mean, they're you know, I mean, how big? How big is a big field? I don't even know. Hundred acres. It's not Around here is a hundred acres. Pretty nice it's field. Nice okay. Yeah, you, know, you go west like we was talking earlier. Three, four, five, six hundred acres is a nice size. And field, I'm jealous. So. Yeah, <laughs> but that can get a little another discussion. But yeah, you know, hundred acres, pretty good size okay. field around here. Okay, so you're out in you're out in the middle of that thing, and you know, you're you're cruising and you're doing it, and uh, you know what what. It, I'm sure it's happened. Big old shit comes on. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what, the what, worst. I, what happens there? We I'm had like, we had a podcast earlier about you know top five worst places to have to take a shit. That was yeah. early on in our days. You bet but, you didn't say about back up against a tire, did you? No. <laughs> see, see, that was one of my favorite top fives we ever did, and that was early on. <laughs> so, boys, explain it to I, us. I think I remember that one. Expl- I think that, I remember that, that one. That was and early I said, on. Boys, I got one, one little better. I think that was uh, one of our first five episodes we did that. But anyway, <laughs> guys, what the hell do you guys do out there in the fields if you got to take a big old dookie? Man, them, them hit hard. It's rough. And, you know, I mean, for us, we usually try and keep paper towels in yes. tractors and <laughs> combines. For that reason? They're golden. Paper you know, towels they're, are they're, golden. They're usually to wash windows, but they'll work in a pinch, you know. <laughs> it's way better than the fucking hands, dude. <laughs> so what are we doing? I want oh. you guys to tell me. I mean... You're out there in the middle of the field. Uh, you shut the you shut the combine down. You shut the tractor down. I mean, down. for me personally, if you got a set of duels, you back up in between them fucking duels, <laughs> and you you pull your pants down around your ankles, and you get the you get the squat. Ball. You get that lean down. Oh, you got you got to sit. I mean, it's like you're sitting in a chair, and you just let her draw ride. me a picture, will you? Because <laughs> it'd, it'd be ugly. This about ready to make me pee. It'd be ugly. <laughs> yeah, you ain't no prettier. Let me tell you. <laughs> so you just let it ride right out there. In the I field. mean, what what are you gonna do, bro? Nah, it's know, either that I'm or the drawers, you. man. Yeah, uh, no, I'm or the seat you. of the cab. I'm with you. I'm just trying to figure this shit out. It's yeah, I just no pun intended. I'm trying to figure you this go, shit out. You go. I mean, if you can get to the corner of the field where no one sees you, but sometimes you gotta stop midstream, dude. <laughs> Okay. And then everyone wonders why the fuck ain't that What's, piece of machinery yeah, moving? What the fuck's What's he, he doing? doing out there? Is he broke down? <laughs> no, I'm just taking a big old dookie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it does hit you. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, it happens. Generally, on our operation, it's usually 
Paper towels will, you know. Maybe. Paper towels take care of it. They'll disintegrate. It's not the yes. best, but it yeah. works definitely you, better. Uh, than... uh, you, you do it, and you lay a couple paper towels over it and keep a little dirt on it and roll on. Roll on. goddamn cat. Just, you just throw dirt on it? In. Keep Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's just a little cat out there. Yeah, I, just, I just, just kick a little dirt on it. We don't see but the yeah, towels, you're right. I guess. You're right, DG. It does hit you, for sure. It's always got to. So another thing I want to bring up, during prime time season, Sleep schedule, boys. It's got to be messed up, right? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. old Mother Nature once again. Okay. <clears throat> so, I mean, say say the weather's good and you want to work all night. I mean, I've seen you out there, Big Red. I've seen you out there late, late nights working and then you're back up in the morning. Of course, see, this is where my farming experience comes in because you you got to wait till it dries up to get out there. And, Depends what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. if you got yeah. a fog or, or something. Yeah, for, yeah. Har- for harvest. Yeah. you got to get out there. you got to wait till it dries up to get out there and work the ground some more, take the harvest off. So what's your what's your guys' sleep schedule like in the busy season? So you're, you're probably not like me. You don't know. get your seven or eight hours every night. No. You just never know. Yeah, I mean – I mean, generally, uh, you know, and and Eric, you know, might be he's working with a couple older fellows too, and and me as well. The older fellows don't like to work as late, you know, as mm-hmm. older they get, and I don't blame them. Uh, we'll but it, it might be a thing where you know, like he said earlier, uh, you know, you get that truck or two empty, and you know, you might fill that truck, you know, that night and quit. But you know, it might take you one or two in the morning, and you know, you're. Maybe them loads got to go to town in the morning, so you might get up early and run into town. I mean, it just depends on the situation. But, I mean, generally for us, usually we try and quit by 8 or 9 o'clock just because of family's sake. I yeah. mean, you know, my boy's usually going to sleep around that time, but I'll try and – usually it works out I get home before he goes to bed. It's kind of nice to do. But sometimes, you know, you don't. But um, so About you, Big Red. I've known mm-hmm. you to stay out pretty late. Uh, springtime's probably more um, longer hours for me personally because we do the custom ammonia thing. Yeah, and um, I mean I'll run early in the morning. Stu- right? Stupid hours. Yeah, I know. I've seen you out um, there. I'll run. You know, I'll, it it depends if I got the product to put on. Um, but I'll you know I'll get running. I'll get up. I might not get to the field by seven, but I'll get up. Dress our dragon tanks pulling fuel, whatever it takes to get, you know, because you just don't go get in the tractor and take off. Yeah. You know, you, you got to get fuel. You got to make sure it's greased. A little maintenance yep. going on there. Um, but, you know, we'll run, once again, like LC said, you know, my dad and uncle, they're they're getting, they're slowing down. They're just, yeah. they're, they're getting older. They put in their time. Exactly. You know what I mean? They yeah. put in their time. Yeah, I don't blame them one bit. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, we're doing the custom thing, so you know every acre we covers another dollar. Exactly. So you're out there working. So if 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 say it's going to rain for the next two or three days, I'll run till can't run no more. Basically, you know. And I'll, there again, you're going back to Mother Nature. I mean, Mother you, know, Nature, you look at that you know, forecast every morning. You might, you you know you might put in. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but you might put in 16, 18 hours a day. <clears throat> but then you might have it off for three or four days. Copy. You know what I mean? So you might yeah. put in stupid hours for a day or two to get shit done. So your sleep schedule is just all messed. It's it's, it's just there again. You no know, rhyme or reason. Yep. I guess. Gotcha. You know. All right. So that's what it I've is. I've got I got two more quick ones here for you guys. <clears throat> How about 
Beavers. <laughs> you and this motherfucker. Is, this is, this is, this is, this is four-legged condor. Dirt. Yes, four-legged. Uh, four-legged are better than four-legged ones. Damn it, boys. I can agree with that. You've got to narrow it down, brother. I'm going, to, I'm going to go straight to the beaver dams. I love you, honey. So uh, this yeah. is straight directly basically towards Big Red here. <laughs> I've seen some problems out there on your end with some beaver dams. I'm a beaver catcher. I, I mean, I've had some issues with. <laughs> oh, well. What the fuck kind of questions is Clay? <laughs> <laughs> well, stop getting so red on me, Hot Rod. That's his natural color. I know yeah, it is. Bigger is my name, Dan. So I'm being serious. These beaver dams, they can mess up some stuff in your uh, fields and stuff. Yeah, they might. They might uh, <laughs> to the average guy, you know, they might look like they're just. Oh, they're just doing it. Yeah, they're just you know. cute. They're just they're living just their cute. natural yeah, habitat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what people, what people don't realize is like we got tile outlets going in, yeah, draining into these ditches. And if they got the ditch backed up, like the one I, I think the one you're talking about, yeah. I had it was I bet like I stood down in the bottom of the ditch, and uh, and it was over my head. And I'm not I'm not a short guy. You're about six two. I mean I'm six one six two. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And it was over my head. I stood in the, in the ditch below it, and it was over top of my head. And uh, so he, he had it had a massive amount of water backed up. And so what that does, that, I mean, that, that fucks up your toilets. I mean, it's it, messing up your field. It messes, yeah, it messes everything. And yeah, the, the stuff can't drain properly. Um, so in turn, it, it makes your fields wetter. It makes for a bad day. It, it just, it just. So in order, my lanes, but it fucks everything yeah. up. <laughs> so in order for you to get down there and take care of it, you got to get your excavator out there, oh, tear I it out. To, I fought them for quite a while. Yeah. So I mean, how did how did you how did you get rid of them? Well, we 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 started tra- a couple guys trapping them, and uh, and I was tearing their dams out and uh, such. It, uh, it it was it was quite a process. It, process. It took it took it took about two years actually to get them out of there. Wow, yeah. it can be a problem. That's for sure. So oh, you you've had some experience with them too. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they they're relentless bastards. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's amazing what they can do overnight. Yeah, overnight. Oh yeah, absolutely. I tore a dam out. Was shown corn. I tore a dam out that day. Went back the next morning to start showing corn again. Halfway built back up. Yep, it's unreal. They're amazing unreal. creatures. So I reckon my uh, last question here to end this whole thing is I got two farmers here. What do you guys do for enjoyment in the off season? I mean, what's your favorite thing to do in the off season? <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, so I mean, I, I take it the off season begins in I don't know. I don't know if you. I mean, we have. Well, an after you're done, when's harvest end, boys? Yeah, in, I mean, End of October, November. It's nice to be done by Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's just say Thanksgiving. That's usually a goal of ours. Let's say Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, what do you guys do for enjoyment until you guys start back up hard? You know, even like right now, still, you know, like like we've said before, still. It's, it's, it's still pretty season. steady. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got, and we can get in depth in that too, but I mean, you got, you got off-season work you can do with, with excavating equipment. You got... I, you know, it, some guys it, it do it, ends, some man. guys don't. But copy that. But this is the right. time of year that if you wanted to do something, you could do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, right? We're not a big, I guess, what you'd say, vacationing family. Va- okay. Uh, yeah, I agree. With now, that. 
in the summer, my wife likes to go with her friends to the beach and shit. To me, I'm not a beach guy. Yeah. Uh, but and I, she goes and does her thing. That's fine. Well, Jesus uh, Christ, look at us. We burn. Yeah, fucking, it'd be ugly. It'd be, it, it, we look like a goddamn tomato out there. It'd be it would be nasty. <laughs> so and, and that's that's fine and great. I I I applaud her to go. I want her to go and do her thing with her friends, and that's great. Uh, so I mean, as far as the going on a vacation, that's not really our thing. I mean. Of course, our son's still kind of young. Maybe when he gets a little older, maybe we'll go somewhere or something. But, um, you know, just spending time with him, with with my wife. And, uh, we're pretty simple, really. I don't, you know, it's Maybe not, working on, like, a, a project, maybe, or uh, something I mean, like that? Well, you know, I have a I have a, I have a shop of my own. Yeah. That I, I work on a lot of uh, neighboring farmers' equipment and stuff um, that, that takes up a lot of evenings and weekends. But, you know, there again, I try and... I try and balance that with the family a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it, I, I, when I was when I was younger, not married, it was always you know work until midnight or whatever. But yeah. now it's it's kind of you know work till seven eight o'clock whatever. Go in and you know hang out with them or whatever even mm-hmm. earlier. But so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I do have a, a kind of a side gig, I guess you'd call yeah. that I work on a lot of stuff in my own shop, but um, as well as our own equipment run through, but. I try and balance that with the family time. So copy that. Yeah. What about you, uh, Big Red? I don't know. Enjoyment I, in the off season. I mean, I guess like like LC said, I'm I'm pretty simple. I don't I don't do a whole lot, honestly. Um, I got a couple of my own projects I'm working on that I enjoy messing with, and I'm not it. it um, you better I, name two things coming up, or I'm going to just reach over and call you a liar. What's that? Come on, you know what they are. What have you enjoyed doing these past two summers? Come on, uh, these you, summers. You threw me for a curveball, roll. Water. What about the lake? Oh yeah, yeah. how I many lake trips lake. do we take? Yeah, I, jo- I thought you meant like this time of year. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, You already got your you already got your seed planted in the summer. I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of yeah. you know. Yeah, I. I I, I like going down North Lake, having okay. fun, cutting loose go. a little bit. There we go. Yeah, and, we cut uh, loose a lot. Uh, just just a little bit. They've all heard the story about us down there at the lake. Well, you probably told them wrong. But, <laughs> wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I just cut loose a little and uh, have a good time. You also like riding your side-by-side down there at uh, Royal Blue. You went down there this yeah, year. Yeah, we, we uh, got a side-by-side there this year and uh, took it down and had a good time. And and uh, But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty simple. Really? I mean, you are, and you're not a beachgoer. No, no. Like I told LC, as I said earlier, we'd look like a... <laughs> they wouldn't look pretty if we laid on the beach. <laughs> look like a tomato. Oh, it'd be bad. <laughs> so, right. Well, we're going to end it here, fellas. There you go. We appreciate you guys being on. For yeah. sure. Glad, to, ha- glad, to, glad you had us. Two of our uh, good buddies here from Southern Ohio talking about farming shit. I mean, me and DG have, like DG said, we have no idea what the hell's going on. We grew up in a town that was all about farming. So uh, don't forget to follow us on our socials, Twitter, Instagram, at Sip and Serve Pod. Like us on Facebook. Leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you guys listen to us. Shout out to Old Canal Smokehouse, 94 East Water Street, downtown Chillicothe. Go visit them. They can cater your event. They got great food. They got some rare bourbons, some good craft beer. Go down there and check them out. They're awesome. Yeah, man. Just a special shout-out to our two guests here in the studio. 
uh, Big Red, Guth. Appreciate you guys coming down. Um, that Thank you was very much for me. That was as informative as it was entertaining, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, Sipping Squad feels the same way about it. <laughs> but uh, hope we weren't too boring. Yeah, um, or... we probably they probably turned it off halfway through. <laughs> no, <man. laughs> like my my mouth was open the whole time. Like it's just fascinating to me. Cause like I said, farmer community, but it's it's kind of stupid how little we know about it. So uh, appreciate that. Appreciate the time and hey, appreciate you guys. I'm Thanks DG. for having us. I'm DG. I'm just along for the ride. You know, like I said before, it's 2021. We're having new guys on. Appreciate you guys coming on. But before I go, I got a joke for you farmers. So one night, farmer came into the house all messy, kind of like you two dressed as twins with their flannels on. They got, <laughs> we didn't plan this. By this way. was not. These guys got matching flannels on. They come in with dirty jeans in their work boots. I mean, this is great. Anyway, the the uh, farmer comes in the house, gets drunk. He grabs his wife tits and says, if these could give milk, we could get rid of the cows. <laughs> he grabs her butt and says, if this could give eggs, we could get rid of the chickens. The wife then grabs the farmer's dick and says, and if this stayed hard, we could get rid of your brother. <laughs> Ouch. Damn it. <laughs> I'm Rolski. Stay hot. Stay safe. I'll catch you all in the next episode of the Sip and Serve Podcast. <laughs> When you get some more comfortable chairs in this place, Roll. Comfortable chairs, huh? Damn. Well, you know what? If I had the amount of money you farmers got, we would already have them. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciate y'all. See you next week.